Good morning, everybody. Hello, internet. Whoop, whoop. Back in there with a whoop, whoop. <laughs> I can't hear you yet. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get there. So. Oh, hi, everybody. Hello, internet. <laughs> Sorry for the delay. We had to have kind of a last minute kind of cast chat before we got into it. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for us. Uh, between the Halloween one shots we did and, you know, life being what life does because life has a nasty way of getting interfering with our game time. So, yeah, those things. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you guys stuck with us and uh, sorry for the delay, but we're going to get into it and we're going to have some fun because that's what we do on Saturday mornings. I, of course, am uh, Scuba Steve, Scuba Studio. Thank you for coming. And, of course, my wonderful cast and I will... Try to address that with the watch so it doesn't blind me every time I turn my wrist. <laughs> I don't love that. It burns. So, uh, first thing off, uh, first thing off the bat, uh, trying some new things. Uh, let's get our cast introductions. We'll start with uh, Schnagraz. Good morning, all. How you all doing? It's uh, your favorite little gobbo here. Let's see what crazies we can come up to this week, and hopefully I'll not get killed by my own team. Hey! <laughs> Anari. Uh, good morning, Anarian. Looking forward to another good session. Sorry I missed out on the one shot last week, but I heard it went very well for the team. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wilhelmina? Hi, I'm Wilhelmina. I am a grave cleric human. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And last and certainly not least, Obsidian, who likes to hide in the shadows every chance he gets. <laughs> Am right. That's me. So I'm Obsidian. I like to hide in the shadows. And I still am looking for what happened to the castle we stole. I'm still trying to find where we put it. <laughs> that was an incredibly vivid dream the three of you had. You forgot where you parked. <laughs> I did. I, and it's big. I, I don't know how the hell we've displaced it, but it, it's gone. <laughs> Be amazed what you can lose with no sense of direction. Mm. <laughs> like me. Let's see, we have a gift from the tricksters. Alrighty. Yeah, and we have a uh, inspiration for Anari that's oh. been sitting there in the wings. Oh yeah, I that came in. Take it. Last week when you were done. All Thank you, you tricksters. People give you inspiration even when you're not here. So we have a gift from it. the tricksters. Is that going to Anari or someone else? I don't, can't really tell. I think just uh, DM inspiration. Looks like it just dropped. Uh, that just came account. in for me. So oh, uh oh, make note of <laughs> Thanks, that. Thanks, Shadow Mains. <laughs> I'm sure he won't use that against us at all. Is <laughs> and. Uh, Scooby, the structure on the the inspirations is the same as last time. It starts out at D six. No, no, this is uh these are D four inspirations. A D four, okay. You have until the end of the stream to use it, or Got you it. can use it, to, or if you want, you can try and use it on your next dice roll. It's and leave it up to you. But anything the tricksters give us is go good until the end of the stream. Yeah, I remember that part, but I just didn't remember what the progression was. No. Just to yeah. clarify, what can we use the inspiration on? Any dice roll. Except any for damage roll. roll. Okay. Except for damage roll. Okay. Or I believe it's any dice roll, but I'm basing it off the same rules as Bardic Inspiration. Okay, so that should be attack rolls, saving throws, and skill checks. Yes. Okay. Got it. 
Thank you. Works you for are me. welcome. Yeah, I see a gift from the tricksters, and the message is "Good morning, sweet demoness ninety one from Jasp, Jasp for me." So that awesome. who is that to? If it's if it's Jasfall, that would be me. Yeah. Were you just grabbing the so gifting it to yourself or gifting? No, it I to I was just saying hi to uh, sweet demoness this morning, so I don't know where the reward Gifter. came in. Yeah, I don't know where that came in. All right, well, we'll do it and we'll go random. So I read. It looks like I redeemed it, and so it'd be. It said when I redeemed it, it looks like it said um, roll on the table. So yep. And but just uh, but uh, point of fact, when you redeem something, please specify if you want it to go a particular person or if you want it to go at random to a random player. And, and that's where I get confused, Steve, and that's why I was trying to ask for the clarification on that, because it came to me, it showed up on my thing, and I just accepted it. So I thought somebody had given it to me. Oh, what that might be is uh, on occasion when you log, when you come into Twitch and you uh, start with the chat, they'll sometimes recommend a reward based on your channel points that you qualify for. Okay. That is a recommendation. Oh. Then I'll um, take it. <laughs> so, I'll take it you know? Give me something good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw that pop up i think right after you added all the new stuff but i didn't realize what it was i thought it was like getting channel points and so i know you will you will earn channel points by just sitting in the chat as yes. long as you're logged in and sitting in the chat but every so often it's going to recommend hey use your channel points to get this cool thing and then if yeah. you can write kind of like when it says hey your sub badge is renewed do you want to post about your sub badge renewing now or do you want to add some kind of message to it uh, you know, those kinds okay. of things yeah Thanks. i accidentally gave ten thousand channel points when there was nothing happening so that's great <laughs> so it's all sad. good <laughs> so sad so while i pull you'll earn up, them back <laughs> I will. Oh. and i will spend them all yes indeed <laughs> now that i know we can spend them for ourselves I mean, there was nothing against doing that. Gift from the tricksters, <laughs> random, wondrous object. Common. Common. Attunement. <laughs> filter. And. Um, go ahead and roll. John, since you pulled it up, go ahead and yep. roll a D100 and a D20 and tell me the result. All right. The D100 is going to be 98. Okay. And add, the the, add the result from the T20. D20 is a 9. 8. So 107. 107. 107, yeah. Pretty good, I think. I like the 98. A good one. Alright. And there's no 107, so we'll just take it as the last thing on the list, which is now for a D4 to see who it goes to. I always go clockwise, starting with Obsidian. Oh wow. Now Obsidian gets this. Obsidian gets a wind fan. 
wondrous item uncommon while holding this fan you can use it as action to cast gust of wind save the spell save is a dc 13 from it once used this fan shouldn't be used again until the next dawn each time it is used again before then it has a cumulative 20 percent chance of not working or tearing into useless non-magical tatters so really... think of think of one of those like Oriental uh, Oriental fans. You flip it out. You can cast Gust of Wind, just like um, had her name. And I lost it. Oh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, Avatar Kyoshi. Ah. She had the fans, so you could do the fan cast Gust of Wind, and if you try to use it again, it has a chance of ripping. Excellent. I had Thank one you. of those in my first campaign and it was actually really helpful. It's good for crowd control because <laughs> it's a constant like blowing wind in one direction. And it's uh, I think four feet of movement for every, it makes it hard to move. Uh, the gust of wind spell is a line of strong wind, 60 feet long, 10 feet wide blast from the direction you choose. In your case, it'd be the direction you blow the fan, swing the fan. Um, each creature that starts its turn in the line must succeed a strength saving throw. It would be pushed 15 feet from the direction following the line. Any creature in the line must spend two feet of movement for every one feet, so half movement, to get to walk through the wind. Um, it disperses gas, vapor, extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames from an area. Gas, vapor, extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames from an area. <laughs> I hear an echo. The echo effect. My bad. Sorry. I accidentally <laughs> unmuted my Twitch stream. <laughs> that works. Well, I mean, thank you, John. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, kind of kicking that off. Um, uh, before we get too much further, a thank you to Sirenscape for the background musics and soundboards. Uh, kind of got the forest ambiance going on right now. Uh, also, a thank you to D&D Beyond for all of the wonderful resources that they uh, produce for tabletop games. Uh, go and check uh, those sites out. It's uh, Sirenscape.com and D&DBeyond.com. Especially and while we're talking about D&D Beyond, they came Tasha's out with is a about list to drop. of stuff. Yeah, they came out with a list of a huge list of stuff that's getting ready to be archived. So yes, uh, take a look. Make sure you're watching that stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, with the with any of the stuff that's in UA that's about to be archived, if you have a character utilizing those abilities, save the character, make a copy of the character, because as long as you keep that ability there, you can still access it. Once you remove that content from a particular character, it is then lost. Yep. But typically, I'm willing to bet that typically this is in preparation for Tasha's because it's on the same day Tasha's launches. So the UA stuff is now the published stuff, so those tweaks will then go into play, and new UA stuff will come in. That was however, my guess. Well, it is, but however, they're probably going to modify it because, of course, the UA is playtest. So they may neuter it, or they may do something that you don't like to it. So yeah, They may do something you like to it. <laughs> Good to be. <laughs> we will find out when Tasha's comes out, which yeah. is available for pre-order on D&D Beyond, as well as uh, most local game shops, so... Make sure to get Ooh. your hey, get your hands on it, and uh, we'll see all that fun, crazy, crazy goodness. It's going to be interesting for Shrag because it affects the order of the scribes. So again, oh. hopefully they are going to keep that going long term. And yep. my phantom is in there too for obsidian. So <laughs> I was going to say, 
It, there's a lot of stuff that's I think that, that can affect us. Just yeah. about everyone has something, I think, that is going to be affected by it. So, Scoob, along those lines, can if, if, for instance, they came up with a phantom as part of Tasha's, can we, and we like what they've done, can we switch our UA same feet to the now published one? Yes. Or do, okay. UA, UA stuff is nice, but a lot of ways it's kind of broken. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for you want to flip UA to published by all means, flip UA to publish. Okay. But if you want to keep the UA version, I suggest you make a copy of your character oh, absolutely. before making always, those changes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I work off of my copies anyway, but I just wanted to see if, if we liked, if, if we could just switch it or if we needed to talk with you first or whatever. So no, that's that, that should be just easy. If you're, cause it's already an ability you have. If you, if it's a okay. bill, if it's like, Oh, here's this new thing that's in Tasha's and I've never used it before. Then we'd have to have a talk. But if it's, hey, I'm using this and now it's published. (laughs) Okay, let me just. (laughs) Perfect. Yep, Tasha's hideous laughter. I know people who like to get who like to use that quite frequently. I have used it many times in my D&D career. (laughs) It's no good. Yes, yes. So an Otto's irresistible dance. I don't think I've had someone try to use that one yet. It's so good. I love it so much. I will take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Macarena, really? Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. One the these, door. One yeah. These. One of these. <laughs> does that mean that Sterling that does, was the, does the robot whenever he hears music? <laughs> or is that too typecast? <laughs> all righty uh, so let me throw one more thing out there and go for it in the u.s thank you for voting yes if you're eligible to vote and you voted thank you don't care who you voted for just the fact that you did it yeah yep. it doesn't matter who you vote for it's just if you have the opportunity make sure you get out and get your yeah that's so, right regardless yeah. of the outcome it is what it is for the till the next cycle thanks sid we couldn't do it without you we're not digging that up. I'm stopping that right now. <laughs> we are not digging that up. <laughs> yeah, that goes back a couple hundred years. Yeah, we're not digging that up. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> All right. Hey, okay, Andrea, so last week we had a wonderful one-shot, Strahd Must Die in Space. That episode is now up on YouTube at Scuba Studio, YouTube, or YouTube slash Scuba Studio. Uh, you yeah, can check, check out all of those shenanigans, um, which was quite a lot of fun. Uh, the party uh, managed to, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Go watch it. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and afterwards, you guys had woken up having a really vivid dream of this experience. Um, it has been roughly six months since uh, you defeated the dragon. And uh, brought peace to the Twilight Gap. So in that six months, you've had time to do various things and accomplish various things. Um, and we're kind of coming back in, uh, into into town. Um, you guys are chatting with uh, Tinkerbell. You've had several chats with her over the course of the six months. Obviously, you've had priorities on different things, seeing how some of the, seeing how the, 
to accomplish working on your base in the Shadowfell, as well as some explorations and whatnot. Um, so, how, what would you guys like to talk about or uh, work through? Oh, yeah, before we do that, let's point out that the name of the group has been established. It is now Shadow Watch. And we are starting a new adventure. The adventure is called Shards of the Day. So we will see how that goes. That will tie in with our conversation with Tinkerbell. And then go from there. Shads. Shads of the Day. Shards of the Was Day. Was that Shads of the Day? Shards. <laughs> or Shrugs of the Day. <laughs> um, but it is actually spring. It's getting to be spring. You guys have winter weathered the winter of the Twilight Gap uh, back and forth with the Shadowfell, so it is now getting to be spring. Uh, the days are longer. There's actually sunlight <laughs> for the first time in six months. It burns. It burns. <laughs> it's not the brightest sunlight, but it is actually sunlight. You can actually tell. Okay. However, there is no night in the traditional sense. It's Daytime. Since there's no wild magic out there, I'd like to draw druid craft to see what the day's going to be like. Don't give them any ideas, Shad. Oh, he's <laughs> all about. Let's <laughs> let's poke the tempting, bear now. Tempting fate. No Pipka's <laughs> out there just ready and waiting. Hey, I got my spell magic. in. That's all I. That's all I cared about. I got my spell in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're scared that there's these tricksters watching you from some unknown uh, dimension. And every so often, wanting to pluck at the strings of fate. <laughs> it's creepy. Tie him into little knots. <laughs> Stop it. No, I no, should have said it. Wild magic. <laughs> Thank you for the bits. I will make a note. We have a wild magic in play for the next spell. I am your elder, Dish Pickle. I know where you sleep in this <laughs> world. Wake up with the horse's head on the pillow next to you. <laughs> Great reference. Uh, let's have, let's have some fun. Um, Will, go and roll a d20 for me. Schnag, go and roll a d20. And Anari, go ahead and roll a d20. Uh -oh. oh, see, now you're going to blame me. Oh, God, why? Thank you again for the bits, Dish Pickle, while they're rolling. <laughs> 14 for an Aryan. It's high good or low bad or... Hmm. Just tell it's me the just result. just a number. <laughs> fine, I'm somewhere in the middle. I've got an 8. It's fine. I'm somewhere in the middle. You got an 8? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't sound good. <laughs> and Will? 1. All right. You're, Will, uh, Will, you dictated the temperature. The temperature is normal for the season. Schnag, you dictated the wind. There is no wind. Anari, you cut. You got precipitation, and there is a light rain today. Spring, light spring shower. Spring showers. Spring showers. Spring Mayflowers. Welcome, May. Mayflowers. <laughs> and by the way, we're up to three wild magics. I, I was just checking that. Oh, for goodness' sake! See, you had to poke the bear, didn't you, Shad? <laughs> Yeah, I think we might shut cast the next three spells. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's I, fair. I can, I can go through combat without without having to cast spells. I don't think the rest of you can say the same. <laughs> I, I think I could get away with it. Well, yeah, you could too, but oh, the friend. other two... <laughs> don't threaten the pickle. <laughs> oh, oh boy. We're, yeah, we're getting off on a great start. It's November. We got the holiday season right around the corner. We are going to have some fun and giggles and all of those things. Okay. <laughs> it's done, Sid. It's done. I, I don't see snowball. I see snow golem. <laughs> so that came from Noah. <laughs> that was a really evil laugh. <laughs> oh, I will relay. I don't know wherever we are. I will relay what the weather is. You guys are, you got, like I said, you guys are in, in town. It's, you, okay. you, it's kind of in town. So. Um, it's a it's a spring rain it's a spring rain, so it's not terrible. So negotiations with Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. Let you guys handle that. That's what, all an I was gonna say, what are uh, what are we negotiating exactly? Um, there's been some back and forth over the over the past months trying to work through. Um, Covering the cost for some materials for you for what you've done for renovations, spell components, those types of things. But there's still a matter of you know trying to get um, a good kind of kind of resolving uh, some lingering feelings you guys had over the attempt to make displacer cloaks. Okay, and so so wanting and and the dragon and some of the other materials you've brought her over the over the past several months and kind of trying to find a good uh, good position to be in so to speak okay so the the dragon components the um, uh, the books that we had brought from the Shadowfell essentially negotiating the the credit the value of those versus the lack to... of okay so do you need me to roll a uh, a persuasion a um... it'll be a persuasion. And it'll be um, what are what is the value? Per, persuade me on what value you guys think all of that stuff is worth. Okay, and and I'm gonna go based off of our notes, and I'm not gonna try to bounce the price at all. But the books we uh, had estimated the value is about five thousand. The dragon pieces and components was about ten thousand. From what? 500. Uh, oh, five hundred for the books. Yeah, the yeah. Books. Okay. Meyer, Meyer. So, uh, but the 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 dragon components at was ten thousand, right? Yeah, ten thousand okay. five hundred. So total. ten thousand five hundred is is kind of the 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 uh, benchmark of what we're trying to to reach here. Mm-hmm. All right, no so, will never get it, but hey, you got to try, right? <laughs> I yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, persuasion check rolls mm-hmm. at a uh, a twenty one. Alrighty. That's why we let you do this. <laughs> got my coffee pot and my creamer in that right next to me. Alrighty. Got my DMV and your biscuits game. and gravy. No, oh man, see you went there. Damn it! That's, twi- that's twice he's done that today. We need to be having words. So you know, and, a lot like a thing. lot like a certain franchise of films where every film somebody says, I got a bad feeling about this. About this. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> session we are going to have somebody is at some point going to say biscuits and gravy. And I'm just 
I'm just going to tell you something, Steve. Your your Druidcraft now uh, that Shad cast and that you provided, it is now sprinkling and raining at my house. It just started. Oh, weird. I'm blaming you. <laughs> Dang it, Dish Pickle. Thank you again for more bits, Dish Pickle. That's Thank you four. for the bits, Dish Pickle. Hey, how, how about helping the party a little bit here, Dish Pickle, instead of uh, constantly working against us? <laughs> it's more fun this way. Oh, it is. Okay, get right. casting spells, Chad. Get casting spells. On with it. I don't have any. I can cast Charm Person on you. I, I mean, what what what, what, what could possibly what go wrong? Would you like me to cast right now. Well, she did not. She did not well roll well enough to counter that. But she also does not have that much in her stores. So okay. what she's willing about, to do is offer you uh, credit uh, in the in the amount of the ten thousand five hundred. How about if we um, and and again this is because some of that we gave to Steve Ramergen as well. How about if we spread that between her and uh, the guild in credit? Right. The par the, I think the party would be in agreement with that. Yes. Yep. So that we have, we have credit with the guild still, and we have credit with um, Tinkerbell also. All right. Go ahead and give me another persuasion for Ramergen. Okay. I still think Tinkerbell. Oh, is see, you're going to hate me, Steve. Natural 20. That was a natural 20. Oh. Yep. And as and and no way uh, Ramagin can counter that. So, yeah, he will take it and uh, take that in accordance also with your mark, your letter of note, letter of mark. So now you have front with the guild halls, with the guild's backing, you have credit in this town totaling 21,000 gold. Ooh, buddy. As a thank you, wow. uh, again, as a thank you and all of that. So And and we get to keep the letter of Mark. Did yep. I understand that correctly? The in taking into account the letter of Mark, he's doubling the value of credit. You have credit. You have a total credit with every artisan within the city, totaling 20, 21,000 gold. And just to, to kind of negotiate that out with him so he doesn't feel like he's being misplayed, um, I think as a party, we'd be willing to stick with the 10,500 credit, but keep the letter of Mark. Okay. You want to keep the, so you want to keep the, so how instead of him doubling our credit, yeah. Instead of him doubling our credit, we'll keep the credit as is, but we want to keep the letter of Mark for the, the two cities. Well, the letter is only for the one city. The other uh, city oh, that's is a right. different I'm sorry. guild hall, was, different uh, guild master to negotiate with. That was for Magnamore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if he's willing to do that instead of doubling the credit, I think we would be in agreement with that. Okay. So yeah, he will accept, he will accept those terms. Okay. So now we get to keep the letter of Mark. So we, for the, for Dupree, you have. Uh, Magnamore, right? That's where Steve uh, Ramergen is. Oh, uh, it's the what? Yep. Magnamore. Yep. Yep. So for that city, you have a fifty percent off. You have a fifty percent uh, off on all items with the uh, guild shops in the city. Awesome. They're a pretty substantial guild. They have they have control over every artisan within the city. So you've made use of that uh, and and whatnot. 
So, and I think the party will be satisfied with that negotiation, I believe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. The one thing I would like to add is if she does make anything really cool out of the dragon, we'd love to be able, if we're around, to have an opportunity to purchase it. Yep, she'll give you first dibs on what she has in stock whenever you guys are in town. Okay. I would also like to point out that I bring her something delicious every time we go see her. <laughs> okay. Oh, I guess Dish Pickle missed our announcement of our new team name because he yeah. just asked what it is. Yep. New team name is Shadow Watch. I like it. I don't know who suggested that one, but whoever did, thanks. Um, as uh, as you guys have been going about at some point uh, over the court, over the latter part of the six months of spring has started to settle in. Uh, you have a messenger uh, comes to you and delivers a gold lettered uh, invitation to a Baron Rodigo Anaro Costa, his residence, uh, which is just a, which is about a mile outside of town. Cool. Say that again. I may butcher the pronunciation. I apologize, <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a gold lettered in invitation to the estate of Baron Rodigo Aneno Costa. Aneno. Uh, spelling on that is R O D O R I G O E N A N O C A S T A. Thank you. I can help you with the first one. It's Rodrigo. 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 Okay. Does he speak with a Scottish accent, though? Positively shocking. Uh, and and just so you know, enano in Spanish is like dwarf. It's short. Ah. Oh. Oh. Cool. <laughs> this is why it's helpful to know more than one language. It is. That's so oh. cool. So it's it's Rodrigo Shorty Casta. Okay. Hey, that's what I am. I'm a short caster. <laughs> and it's about a mile outside of which town? The western. Uh, the town. city you're in, uh, Magnamar. Magnamar. Okay. Magnamar. Cool. Then uh, I think that would be an invitation we'd want to take up, would we not? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think I've stayed in one place this long. Make new friends and influence people, shall we? Or new enemies? Uh, let's not do that. See, I think you've been I, enough of this I'm morning. the rogue. What do you want from me? <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, the letter is kind of out of the blue. So doing any kind of investigation on who this is, uh, the information you find out is uh, he is a very wealthy and powerful dwarven diplomat who has made a, res who has made a residence uh, nearby. Uh, he's known for throwing very lavish parties. So I oh. think shiny party. So is, it, is there a date and time that we're supposed to be there, or is it just a please come here? Just come, please come. Okay. So That's this a, isn't some kind of a party we're being invited to. Okay. No, this is a kind of out of the blue. 
messenger comes up to you and uh, delivers this letter and then uh, heads up, heads off. And as you look over, it's a very fine looking letter with gold embossed writing and everything. It's very fancy. This is the fanciest letter I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, me too. Shall we go? I think we should. Yeah. Be good Ask to get for directions and figure out our way over there and head that way. All right. Uh, doing some inquiries, uh, you find that his residence, like I said, is about a mile west out of town. As you come up to it, it's uh, you uh, it's it's a pretty pretty significant kind of identify as you see it. Uh, when you guys first came into town, you didn't come from this direction, so you may so you didn't see it initially. But as you kind of go to this, you see it's a it's a fairly nice. Uh, established mansion, not quite as big as the Twilight Mansion, but still a very nice uh, abode. You arrive at the Baron's residence to find there are no other guests. Servants usher you into a richly furnished den and provide refreshments. Soon the Baron enters with a hearty, well, well, you've arrived. He pours himself a drink and settles his stocky dwarven frame into a large overstuffed chair. He sips his drink and scrutinizes each of you over the lip of his glass. It's hard to decide whether there is merriment, wisdom, or both in the old dwarf's pale eyes. You're wondering why in the nine hells an old dwarf wants the likes of you, eh? With that, he, raise, he rises from his chair and rings a small bell. A servant quickly arrives carrying a long, narrow wooden chest. The Baron continues. I won't just tell you. I'll show you. His servant places the chest on a low table and exits the room. The Baron produces a small silver key from his pocket and unlocks the chest. He waits for you to gather around, obviously wishing to make a big presentation as dramatic as possible. He whips open the chest, grips an object within, and rises it over his head. Behold, he exclaims, waving his sword dangerously near your faces. The Shard of Dawn. Shard of Dawn? Shiny? It is Very shiny. shiny. Very shiny. shiny. Where did you get this? Of old, well, an old, uh, of old, well, Wilavian was a magnificent underground city, but its exact location has long been lost. The city was damaged in an earthquake and abandoned. Unsavory creatures take up residence there. Constant warfare in the city's new deisons sealed many of the entrances from sword light, from sunlight. At this point, he stops, rubs his hands together gleefully, and looks on you. His dark eyes are intense and gleaming with hope and expectation. He continues, but the possibility at that end, his long search might truly be in sight. His voice becomes louder and clearer. But now, uh, I have a map to a possible entrance to this underground city. And I have you brave, resourceful band of adventurers. The Baron winks at you and gives you a little laugh. Yes, make no mistake, I have made, made inquiries of your character and nature of your band. I have done so with many groups and I would be a fool not to, don't you think? There are so many of the so many adventurers these days who merely take the money and run. So I've chosen you for my quest. Shall we discuss this matter further? We're honored that you would ask us. Um, he goes in to explain that the the sh the the sword is part of a set uh, a an item that was crafted by the dwarves and given to elves, a sign of peace between the two races. 
and has uh, long since been lost. And he has used his uh, power and influence to chase down leads and figure out where this is, which he has finally come to this uh, abandoned abandoned underground city. Do you have any idea what the rest of the item looks like? Uh, there are several items. There's a there's several other swords and a sphere that uh, all kind of interconnect to create one uh, larger item. Cool, intriguing. Never heard of such a thing. You uh, mentioned some new denizens of this city and new uh, creatures that have taken over. Any information on uh, what those might be? Uh, probably all manner of beasties that live in the Underdark. Durgar, Drow, Snibovin, all manner of creatures. I mean, it's the city's deep underground, so you'd be venturing into the Underdark, underdark to uh, check this I out. I see. The city itself was, law, was, was abandoned long ago. Um... Snag, go ahead and make a history check. Uh, in fact, you all could, based on your researching in the library. Ooh, 19. That'll be a 23. Ooh. Check. History check. History. 19. Mine was a whopping 11. Just while this is all going on, um, Shrag's going to have actually just like sat down on the floor and sit there cross-legged and put the book out onto his knees and he's actually like peering up at the sword and sketching it. Um, you you In your research, you came across um, you come across and the book kind of relays this and the rest of you kind of discussing it. The shards were created by elves and given to the dwarves, so apologize, I had that flipped. Um, long ago, and their assistance in one of the many goblin wars. The swords were kept uh, in the royal treasury of Dwilvin and for a time were loaned to powerful warriors as a sign of the king's favor. Um, the It's not clear how they ended up in the treasure trove gathering dust. It is likely they were merely in the treasury for safekeeping and then the earthquake struck and the city was lost. The city was a huge dwarven complex underground. So you, and, you you could read tales of some of the, of some of the goblin wars and whatnot where this kind of came about because the history the the amount of uh, information in the library is dating hundreds of years back. So to summarize, and if I understood correctly, then um, you're asking that we go into this city and obtain for you the other shards and orb. Yes. I'd like to and, before the before before the end of my before my time uh, it comes and I have to go and before I go to Morden's table I would like to restore this item and and restore it to restore this item to its glory and give it back to it give it back as a sign of bending fences and just as a show of dwarven history. And um, in return, you are proposing what? In return. I am proposing as a retaining fee, I will give each of you a gem that is worth 5,000 gold. And I will offer you a combined sum of 50,000 gold and gems 
if you bring back every all the remaining pieces. Okay. Now, if you don't manage to find them all, then you will be then I will reward you uh, per piece at roughly ten thousand uh, gold per piece that you can divide up amongst yourselves. So the retaining oh. fee is of a gem worth five thousand for each of you, and a combined uh, bounty of fifty thousand at the complete if you find all the remaining items. Okay. Very generous. Sounds reasonable. So I'm so I'm assuming then based on the math that there's one sphere and four pieces of these swords. Yes. For a total of five. Okay. Five items that still have to be recovered. Uh Shregnez, in your conversation with your book. Um there is uh some of the other sword the other swords are there's a sword there's a sword of twilight. A sword of noon and a sword of midnight. Cool. And a Ooh. silver hemisphere that uh, they all kind of connect into. And your intentions are just to give them back to the Society of Dwarves? Essentially, yes. <laughs> That's very honorable of you. Can I make an insight check so while I'm sat on the floor watching him quite closely to see if he's actually telling the truth? By all means. Uh, do, do, do. It's going to be a total of, an, a total of 19. Uh, he's uh, genuine in the fact he wants to reassemble this item and that his, mo his intentions are, again, to recover a piece of lost dwarven history. I'll nod and carry on sketching away, but yeah, it's all good. Okay. This sounds like a perfect job for us to get us out of our mini retirement. I'm ready to get back on the road again. And all you have is the map to. I have the map that to leads be the to the entrance. After that, it is it's un unknown. unknown. Also, well. he says if you find anything else of value. He doesn't may keep it. He's only interested in the in the uh, shards of day and having that fully assembled. How so, far and how far away is this location? Um, your first uh, travel will be to a place called the Digs, which is a silver mine that is uh, about a day's travel west into the mount into the wet into the mountains, and from there it's a uh, leading from there down into into the underdark this sounds like a mighty adventure i think the uh group is in agreement with your terms so Most we shall point. prepare and set out okay <sighs> immediately Alrighty. So with that, he offers you again fine, uh, fine, fine wines and and ales and food, and spends the spends the evening uh, regaling various stories of what he's heard, what he's heard, different leads he's uh, followed down, and uh, writes up a con writes up and writes up a contract that basically just summarizes and gives you your uh, retaining fee. I'm gonna ask him if he's any relation to a dwarf named Tamazar. 
when he's drawing up the uh, contract. <laughs> we will let the fates decide. The chaos decide. Yes. <laughs> please, 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 please. That would be so funny. Uh, he doesn't know that particular dwarf by name, but he's heard rumors of an up uh, of uh, an up and coming um, documenter in uh, Waterdeep who disappeared uh, some time ago and has not been seen for a while. No idea well, where he could be. Now what? Just just curious. He has he has contacts in Waterdeep, so. It's almost like we're setting off on an adventure. <laughs> Sorry about that. My first thought was there, the Hobbit with uh, Bilbo running down with the contract in his hand. It's like I'm going on an adventure. Oh my gosh, yes. That was good timing. I forgot what? to uh, turn off my We start with it. The ringtone, ringtone comes up and then the map comes up on screen. There's a little red line going across the map. As, the map <laughs> as, as we go f west for a day. Yeah. Oh, if, I had a, if I had a post-production team, I would totally do that <laughs> that that was quite funny. maybe not the music but just the whole montage <laughs> yeah that was quite funny life goals. all right <laughs> oh another dm operation oh, i'll roll a d6 oh, okay oh this is an so interesting now one. they're randomizing it yeah interesting thank you keyleth Ooh, interesting twist up so another DM, another inspiration for Wilhelmina at her next uh, opportunity. Thank you. That off. And then uh, this one for Q. Roll a D6 on a one or a two. I get the inspiration. Uh, the rest uh, will go to you in that order. Here we go. It's a two. So I get another inspiration I can use. Yay. Ouch. <laughs> it's fine. We'll be okay. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> so I Hello. think we'll prepare. All right. How would after... you like to prepare? The it's late. It's evening when you come back to the uh, lodging house inside the inside uh, Magnamar the following morning. Uh, it is. Uh, the day is yours to prepare. How would you wish to? How would you like to prepare for this adventure? Underdark. Is hmm? there any strange, unusual terrain between here and there that we have to cover? Do we need climbing gear or anything no. like that? Uh, the location is a, is a mine that is so that is somewhat used. Uh, it's not a very it's not a very profitable mine. There's just a little bit to keep people interested, but most people give up. So it's getting to the mine is not entirely treacherous. It's just, it's walking across, uh, it's traveling across. Like I said, it's about a day between the city and the mountains and then uh, kind of up into the mountains for the mine. Okay. Uh, is there a library where we can do any kind of research? Uh, there's a there's a small there's a small library of uh, sages and uh, that uh, some academics use. Um, some of the information it's uh, some of the information there is a little more up to date than the library you have in your fortress. 
Okay, would like to do a little bit of research. So the dwarven cities, there's probably since they've been distances have disappeared so long ago. I'm not as concerned. I'm personally not as concerned about that, but the underdark, I would definitely want to see what we can find and, and learn about yeah. that before we leave. I'm not okay. terribly educated on the underdark. I say so certainly from the point of view, environmental hazards, sort of radiations, darkness, stuff like that. What actually goes on down there? Do you want an investigation check for the research? Yeah. Or okay. I'm glad you asked because I was rolling and I got a nat one plus four, so I. Oof. I'm too busy looking at the shiny diamond or the shiny gem. <laughs> the I gem. Okay, I've rolled a seventeen plus four for investigation. That's total twenty-one. Alrighty. Nice job. That beat my fifteen. Wilhelmina. Oh. Did you want to? Did you want to do research as well, or is there something else you wanted to do? Yeah, actually, I'd like to just kind of research specifically the the beasts that are there. Denizens, so to speak. Okay. What did you get? Not great. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, all right. So you were wanting to research beasts. Anari, what is it you wanted to research about the Underdark? Just general environs. And then also, because I don't know much about it, I would like to know some of the things we might be coming up against. Uh, not not necessarily the, the normal occurrences, so to speak, but perhaps those... Um, you know, aberrations or oddities that that would not be considered as typical in the in an underdark setting, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, we already know, for example, that there's going to be drow and and drugar. He's already told us that. But what are the things that would maybe not be normal in those circumstances? Okay. All right. And shrag, what shrag? What did you want to research? So literally the, the environmental hazards, sort of um, the kind of stuff you might expect down there actually in the Underdark, uh, how it sort of differs from other places we've been run, just normal caves and stuff, what actually kicks in down there, a bit of radiation, um, sort of underground sort of threats, stuff like that. Okay. And Obsidian, what is it you wanted to try and research? Granted, we know the result, <laughs> but just for the sake of, for the sake of knowing... Well, I, I was more like a general research type thing. What, you know, what, what is it? What can we expect? Uh, you know, is it breathable air? I mean, just the generic type. Okay. Stuff so, so working, working my way around. So obsidian for what, for your research on that, <laughs> the underdark is, is, is considerably subterranean. It's typically uh, lack of any kind of light daylight or whatever whatever light is there is typically off of any lichens or funguses and whatnot that grow in the underdark it's it's a complete it, it's a completely different kind of biome than what you're used to seeing in the surface okay. um a lot of rocks and passages there are a lot of uh, um and then moving into like creatures and whatnot is kind of some working all through all that as you kind of come together um there are a lot of creatures that don't rely on sight. There are a lot of creatures who burrow through the ground. Uh, there are a lot of predatory uh, creatures that are in the Underdark. Uh, you come across stories about giant uh, worm-like creatures that some people have talked about. There's even a copy of a there's even a copy of a tome from um, a, a, a very a fairly famous monster uh, documentarist. 
from Waterdeep called Volo, and he goes into some detail about some of the creatures that live in the Underdark. Um, uh, uh, some of the th so there are various various kind of communities that are spread out, but there's a lot of twists and turns, and people. So there are many there are many people who go into the Underdark who never come back out. Um, so. To, and then uh, Schnagas, as you were looking in there, some of the more recent events conversing with your book is there's been uh, definitely uh, definitely further away uh, on on the other side of the continent where there's a some some of the more well known uh, areas of the Underdark. There's been a lot of unrest. Uh, something about some of the gate some so there have been and there are different wild magic areas. There are very areas where there's no magic there's a lot of demonic there's been there was a lot of reported demonic activity uh um or a, from uh some of the veil from the abyss there's even a a tale of um some incident involving uh, a drow city called mesoberazon and a demon prince that got released in the underdark somewhere um but that's uh, it's all very far away and so the information is somewhat out of date, so you're not sure how far that may have spread along the Underdark to you. Um, but it's definitely not a place for the faint of heart. And again, it's one of those there's no daylight, so you'd have to do you'd have to have your own light sources or have to make use of the various flora and fauna that does exist under there. But you guys get enough of the uh, enough knowledge to know. Okay, well, there's a facsimile of wood. There's a facsimile of uh, the lichens and whatnot and then but there are a great number of creatures that call it their home uh everything some of the more fearful ones are large beasts umber hulks worms uh very that seems to be a the veil between the uh the prime material and the abyss is somewhat thin there so there's a chance of running across various demons uh demons and sub demons uh there's also um stories of illithid mind flares in the underdark Ooh. to be avoided um hasn't been but there hasn't been a recent expedition into the underdark for a while and a lot of your information comes from stories and publications from Waterdeep that had made their way across to the library here in the city local lord says that they haven't there's some talk of some ancient dwarven and Duergar complexes, but those have all kind of been lost to time, and certain details are not there. Cross-referencing it with your library research, which is speaks of things in a little... The tone in which the library in the Shadowfell speaks of it, it's a little more current, but as you're comparing it, it's you're seeing that it's a few hundred years uh, out of date, and there are some talk of their, of some of the conflicts. Their description of the Underdark is a little safer than what it is based on what you're reading now. So obviously something's happened over the last few hundred years. Um, some of the very there's a small men, there's some small mentions of the uh, city you're going to and how it's kind of up on a, the up on a lake. There's a large underground under Underdark lake, uh, large enough to be a kind of an inland sea in the Underdark. So there's a quite a bit, quite a bit of information just kind of just as a broad strokes kind of looking over. It's definitely not a it's definitely a place you want to prepare for. And there are, there are 
lots of twists and turns. So it could be you go down there. You may not come back out or you may not come back out for months or years. All right. So I turn to the guys and go, this, we, we may need to buy some extra provisions and rations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So also we definitely sure. will want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yep ropes climbing equipment because if there are sort of cracks and earthquakes and sort of rough terrain stuff we might have to climb between levels so definitely we've got our ropes pittons hammers stuff like that with us as well as i say that we had already purchased a lot of the um, ropes and pittons and crampons and so forth climbing gear based on our environment here would those translate to mm -hmm. uh, any kind of climbing gear would yeah. work for that and that's what i was going to say I, we may not necessarily need to buy new um some of what we already have should still function, yes. Mm -hmm. Also, Shrag, it seems like your documentation is going to be very valuable. All of this is very out of date and old. So we can make some new notes when we go down there. Maybe sell the notes? Yeah. So many good notes to get. Shiny notes. <laughs> also, as we're uh, researching. Vol Volo is always open to more information. <laughs> So, we are going to be fast friends. How much would it be for us to go buy 30 days worth of rations each? While he's looking that up, I just want to say as we're researching, you can see Will start getting really, really excited to go on this adventure. We're we talking like little jumping up and down, like squeeze and clapping of the hands. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, just like an extra pep in the step, sparkle in the eye, big grin. And you'll you'll see while Anarian's thinking about all of this, he's doing some more of his origami. Yes. Um, rations are typically five silver for a day's worth, and it weighs about two pounds per day. So. Depending on how you want to calcu calculate that out, obviously your letter of mark gives you a discount, so it'd be three silver uh, per day of ration. Also, guys, just so you know, I do have the ability to prepare a spell that will allow me to create food. There's also foraging in the Underdark. You can okay. forage and find uh, various funguses and mushrooms and whatnot or you know number of the creatures can be prepared so if somebody wants to take a stab at nature under dark cookbook <laughs> well that's kind of where i was just going knowing knowing how much all that weighs and thinking about it would we would want to do some research to know which fungus that we that we could eat versus what may be dangerous down there right. yeah. i think that would be and and maybe cut cut our rations back to like a, a two week period instead of the full thirty days. Yeah, and if then they... try to find a book about um, foraging in the underdark and food preparation in the underdark. Um, at, at this point, Shrag's going to sort of look at you guys, and he's going to look sort of a little bit like sort of what this is really kind of thing he wants to talk about, a little bit embarrassed. And he's going to pull this little like sort of pouch out from inside his cloak, and he's going to roll it, and it's actually a set of cook's utensils. You can, you can cook. He's yeah. been holding out on you. Uh -huh. Well, All right. I guess that's a good thing to know. Yeah, he's rations. been holding out on you. Yes. I have my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh, that could be a very useful hobby, I think. You are a very multi-talented goblin. Thank you. So just, so, <laughs> so just so we know, if I do use the spell to create food and or water, it only lasts for 24 hours, but it's a lot of food. Mm -hmm. It's enough for okay. 15 humanoids to eat all day. <laughs> so, right. But it only lasts for a day. Yeah, okay. All right. Good thing to have, good well, thing to have go, just in case. Yeah, we won't go hungry. Nope. It is okay. a slightly higher level spell, the third level. Oh, I mean, depending on how you go about it, there's foraging and whatnot. And there are various communities to trade with. Not everything is entirely hostile, but, you know, again, hmm. it's all about how you go about it. Okay. Got it. Probably maybe water is going to be some of the most important bit as well, because obviously there'll be food and stuff, but maybe finding clean safe water that's not irradiating stuff might be harder so, so that's so, a good that's a good point so i'd like to go to one of our shops mm -hmm. and see if anybody has an alchemy jug that we could get to take with us for water i also have a first level spell that allows me to create 10 gallons of water that does not go bad maybe so, so that's some additional um some skins and stuff then yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe some additional containers to to. Well, the alchemy the jug will is is pretty much a limitless supply of refilling water, or yeah, refilling any liquid that you wanna you wanna make use of. Yeah, and but. if you ever need two gallons of mayonnaise. Huh. All righty <laughs> then. So, I, I, so I would like. To so Obsidian's going to check. No. If, uh, if not, give me an then... give me an investigation check. Plus four. The alchemy jug is nine. Item. Not able to find one, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Tink, Tink said she could probably make one in a couple of weeks, but we told uh, we told the Baron we would be setting out uh, yeah. within a couple of days. So I think that that is not enough. That's not sufficient time. I mean, so um, to be fair, with the, the amount of stuff we can make ourselves, and we've got food we can make, we've got water we can make in an emergency, we yeah. can cook. I just some didn't want to take two of her spell slots for food and water. That's why I was trying to find an alternate. Yeah. And and I the and, effort, and, I think, again, is worth the effort. If but you already if have ten to, it, two, two to three weeks of food amongst all of you, she's yeah. not going to need to use those right. for a while. So, you right. know. We'll be good. And I think, if, you know, if we kind of spread it out and alternate between rations and what we can, you know, forage and so forth, I think we'll be all right. I've yep. also heard stories of druids creating these yummy little berries mm. that can Ooh. sustain you for a day. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can figure that out because I don't have that ability right now. <laughs> you don't have good berry? I don't have good berry, no. Well, you should see if you can get Goodberry. <laughs> Let me you consult Shrag's book. <laughs> there you go. Consult Shrag's book for some Goodberries. Shraggy's, Shraggy's shiny book. I mean, to yeah. be fair, though, I mean, it's again, to, as Chad was saying, there was to save having to waste the spells, but if we take some additional empty containers, when we do use the spell slot to make that water, we can get more fresh at the time and store it. So maybe yeah. get sort of what, I mean, the the water skins we can store in the bag of holding so we're not putting too much yeah. more waste on so that's because yeah, you do you do you do have your you do have the various bags and pouches of holding that you guys have acquired 
Mm-hmm. So uh, water skin like is about five pounds full, fully uh, filled up. Okay. I'd like to go ahead and buy two more water skins then and put them in the bag of holding. All right. That'll set you back uh, two silver. Pricey. Well, they're two silver a piece, a piece, but you have your letter of mark as uh, heroes of the city uh, of the city with the guild, or in good stand. Uh-huh. You're in good standing with the guild, so your letter of mark is in good standing. So, awesome. so and water skin, we now have three. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll probably get a couple just to be on the safe side as well. So five pounds, so a water skin holds a little bit less than a gallon. Because a gallon of water is like eight pounds, right? Yeah. So that and the, yeah. the the material to make the water skin. Okay. Yeah. Which we're talking that's gonna be some type of leather or animal. Most common was a like an animal intestine that had yep. been uh refurbished to hold water. Yummy. <laughs> Try not to think about it. It's water, it keeps you hydrated. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> it's been it's cleanish. Yeah. So I put the, the two, fill them with water, and put them in the bag of holding. Okay. Yep. yep. So between us, rope wise, I take we've all got at least one set of fifty foot of rope. I actually have a couple of of just normal rope, but then I also have a rope of climbing. Cool. Okay, so I've got fifty plus, foot of rope as well. Plus there, we there's also rooms. such things called dungeoneer packs. Mm-hmm. that has all the dungeoneering equipment it might not be a bad idea for us to get at least one of those what's in it if you've got it right up in front of you scoop i'm uh pulling it up trying to re pull it up right now i can pull it up too i have uh 50 feet of rope and our dungeoneers pack uh costs 12 gold it includes a backpack, a crowbar, a hammer, pitons, torches, 10 pitons, 10 torches, a tinderbox, 10 day of rations, and a water skin. The pack also has 50 foot of hempen rope uh, strapped to the side of it. I already have all of that, so I don't need it. And that's what I was going to say. I think most of us as our starting equipment have something equivalent to that. But what mm-hmm. I was thinking is perhaps it might be worthwhile to get one extra and maybe we divide the items just amongst the party and have just that extra amount yeah there's also the explorers pack which has your backpack bedroll mess kit all that type of thing so if you don't have those i think having both the combination of the two or if you want to offset the items one or the other you said a bedroll you said that sleeping on the ground (laughs) you said the dungeon one is 12 gold yep the explorers pack is 10 gold Okay, and with our discount... That's 50, 50% of that. So six and five, so 11 gold. I will purchase those. Okay. I'm so add, a, an, add an explore, Explorer's Pack and a Dungeon Pack. Um, and we can... I was going to say, later. we can always divide the, divide the equipment amongst or even just put it in the, in the bag of holding for... Actually, yeah, here's yeah. here's something, and I will, uh, since I'm just thinking about this now, um, Tink has, was able to create a set of handy haversacks. Hey. That would be very useful. Very cool. So then instead of buying the, the Dungeoneer's packs, um, actually, no, let me rephrase. So what would it what would it cost for those two handy um, haversacks? 
she the handy haversack um don't put it in a bag of holding yeah don't and don't put a bag of holding <laughs> in it don't either. Do that. yeah don't do either of those either we'll, we'll, of those we'll things have, we'll have much bigger problems mm-hmm And don't put sharp stuff in it either. Don't put what? You don't want to rupture it. You don't want to tear it. Okay. Sharp stuff. I think you could put sharp stuff in. You just don't want sharp stuff poking it. For those who are unfamiliar with the handy haversack, this backpack is a has a central pouch and two side pouches, each of which are extra-dimensional spaces. Each side pouch can hold 20 pounds of material, not exceeding a volume of two cubic feet. The large central pouch can hold up to eight cubic feet or 80 pounds of material. The backpack weighs about five pounds regardless of what's inside. So you could uh, purchase one of those. Um, she will give them. She be, most of these were made based off the dragon that you turned in. Uh, had brought to the guild. And so it's pretty much as a thank you. They will gift those to you guys. Oh, thanks, Tink. So and it's just uh the so for when you do so it's just the whatever supplies are in the the dungeoneer kits outside or explorer kits outside of the backpacks. Here's your backpack. You just put all that stuff. Put us in it, yeah. And and since uh, Obsidian and I already have bags of holding, I would recommend that uh, Will and Shrag take the haversacks. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So instead of four, you take two. Oh, I thought she was only offering two. No, she's offering one for each of you. Oh, I'll okay. One. In that yeah. in that case, yeah, I'll go ahead and take it then. Yeah. If yeah. something ever happens to the bag of holding. Yeah. No, and I apologize. You can, I, you can still carry your bag of holding as an additional one. It's just yeah. Right. Now you got if you're planning to go into the underdark, you're and whatever, and part of that is also. <laughs> Again, word has gotten back. The Baron has hired you to go into the Underdark, or are you talk talking with Tink. You know, you've you've built over six months, and what you've what you've done, you've built up enough of a, of a rapport within the guild in the city that there's a little leeway that's given to you. Okay. Be nice to us. I like. Yeah, and so I very much appreciate that, and uh, apologize for my misunderstanding. And we thank you, Tink. So in response to that, when she hands these backpacks over, I mean, Trag will say it uh, as we did last time. Um, knowing where we're going, is there anything that particularly she's heard of or is only sourced from the Underdark that we could potentially bring back for us, a bit sort of minerals or something that might be of use to her? Oh, there's always of things of use to an artificer. So depending on what you, that's part of the, if you've happened to come across anything unique or anything interesting or, you know, uh, she heard that purple worms excrete gems. She's heard all kinds of uh, various bits and baubles. Um, she's very curious to uh, study uh, some of the creatures that come up. They don't come up very often, and when they do, they don't. So she's heard different stories of different clockwork mechanisms because mm. people down there have a tendency to come up with things. Yes. <laughs> she mentions that, Will, is just like, clockwork? <laughs> right. we let her know that we will be we'll on the lookout for items yep. that we can bring back for her yeah definitely yeah. all right um, so 
Shrag is going to gear sorry, up. So I'm going to say Shrag's going to grab himself a, a bedroll as well because that's something he's missing because he got the Dungeoneers pack originally. So he just needs the, uh, the bedroll. I have an extra one and I'm a little bit over encumbered, so you can have it if you want it. Well, you can. Uh, one of the things uh, Shad does is he'll take and move the in the when you look at your inventory items, you can actually go in there and make a note that you're putting it in whatever uh, bag or yeah. uh, item, and then you just take the weight off is of the zero item. Out the yeah, Hillary, I'll I'll walk you through kind of what I do off stream. Thank you. I have no idea how Welcome. to do that. Yeah, I'll walk you through all of that today, uh, so you can get your weight back down. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll just pretend I'm not over. Just know it's not in right because she's gonna put it all in there. You gonna we'll put it all in there. The we'll get it on the sheet after stream, so we don't take time. But yeah, your uh, handy haversacks, bags of holding, which the bags of holding to hold more. But you know, just remember, don't put a bag of holding inside a handy inside haversack. Of That's yeah. not going <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. The, the on a Terrence FaceTime continuum because I think continuum. <laughs> All so right. I think we're ready to rock and roll. Get a good Just, night's rest and yeah. One one last item is I'll uh, I'll still want to get uh, and make sure that I stop by the arcane supply and get uh, spell components and restock supply for that. Um, yep. I don't have any good. spells that require any specifics, but no no uh, per cost items. Oh, I still have eight potions of healing. Oof, that's nice. And I have one. If you want to buy more, they're Three approximately going to cost you 25 gold each due to your letter of mark. Yeah, uh, I have 12 total potions of healing, so I, I'm good. I don't need any. I think Shrag will buy two of those, to be fair. I was going to say, yeah, I think I might buy a couple too. You said, um, they're how much? 25? 25. So 50 gold. Yeah, pretty much anything inside Magnamar is half what the cost is in PHB or whatever Whatever is cool. And Perfect. that's for uh, the lowest level of healing potion? Yeah. If you okay. want to if you want to get like a, a greater and move up, then um, pull up. We have a We, we, can, have a we can look in the table. Yeah. You can look yeah. up those. Or okay. you can just say, hey, I'm going to use my credit to pay for that. And then you can add those in there. And we can okay. sort out those details. We'll sort later. it out later. Yeah, perfect. Same thing. I'm thinking with the half or sack versus trying to write the price up. Now it's you're in good standing. You get a line of credit. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then I think yeah, we're geared up. All righty. And with that, it is roughly time for our break. So we will... now we're back. <laughs> Had to wait for the overlay to load. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. Um, Hi. So, Scoob, before we leave Tinkerbell, I'd like to turn back around and, and ask her to please go ahead and um, craft the alchemy jug for us. Okay. She'll uh, start working on that. It says it'll take about two weeks to get it crafted. Well, probably won't be back by then. <laughs> so just hang on to it. We'll be back shortly thereafter, I hope. Make sure you um, make a note on your, make your note in your, uh, in your notes section. Yes. <laughs> And then, so I'm going to turn to Shrag now that he has a handy haversack to hold stuff. And I'm going to take the saddle and pass it to him and say, this is for you since you, you ride the mounts a lot more than I do. You will get a lot more use out of this. So I'm going to pass the saddle to him. And you'll basically you'll wrap his arms around the saddle and give it a big hug and like, shiny saddle. <laughs> and then ram it into his backpack. 
Thank you. So make sure you, I pulled it from my inventory, so make sure you add it to yours. Thank you. Anything else you guys wish to trade around? I think we're good. I think we're good. Oh, I guess I'm giving Shrag one of my bed rolls. Okay. Oh, cool. okay. Thank you. I, I do bought one. <laughs> did someone else do potions? Huh? Did someone else get potions? I'm just yeah. making a note. Yeah, we already took um, we took some of the potions um, from the costs we discussed. So yeah, I yeah. Got, so Will did four. Did you do four? I as did well? two. No, I did two. Because okay. I already had a couple still left from uh, from our first encounter with Day and Barum. Okay. Excellent. Drag, did you do any? Yeah, I got some um, sand healing potions. I'm up to four now. And I think I've actually had. We were also gifted at one point a greater potion thing, which I think I ended up carrying. Yeah. I think that's correct. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Alrighty. So with that, we start to travel west, leaving uh, Magnamar. In the in the distance, you get a good day of travel. Uh, not much really kind of happens. Uh, since you will ask, we will go ahead and do another form of weather. <laughs> Getting to anticipate. Like yes, anticipate. I would do it because we're traveling, even though the wild magic is going to hit me. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you are. <laughs> wow. We're not going to get out of this. Choice. You are going to do weather today. Okay. <laughs> you always do weather. That's funny. Always, always. You always do weather. So not, not, weather. Uh, not inaccurate statement. He doesn't want me to come up with some random weather or see how the weather affects me too. Random. So. First thing, and again, we'll have fun. This time we'll uh, switch it up. We'll have uh, Anari roll his roll for temperature. Uh, will will roll for wind, and Schnagaz will roll for precipitation. So d20s. D20s. I can do that. It's 18. Yep, I've also rolled an 18. I rolled another one. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I want nice to do jail. Actually, no. No rain. <clears throat> so, well, there's no precipitation. However, it is... About 40 degrees warmer than normal. So, it's a hot day today. And there is a strong wind... That is going to be blowing. We'll say it's blowing from the southwest. It's blowing well away. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're as you're trudging west, it's kind of partially kind of it's going south south uh, southwest. So it's kind of at your backs. Okay. 
So. All right. So what do I need? To, I roll a percentile, right? Yep. You roll a percentile for the wild magic table. 62. You said 62? <laughs> All right. For the next minute, you must shout when you speak. It's fine. The winds are shouting over the wind. I'm sh- Exactly. And I can't really shout because of my voice, but... And well, I shout we'll, we'll all go. Theater of the mind. Even though they're standing next to you, Thank you're you. shouting at them. Yes. <laughs> do, do you go deaf, Obsidian? What happened here? I. It's the wind. It's <laughs> the wind. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. He gets this huge, like, oversized phone to his ear. I'm on the phone. I'm in the library. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So the first the. That's the pretty much your weather for the for the day for the, the first day for the next uh, for the next day, as you kind of progress through. It's fairly uh, fairly quiet, uneventful, as you get to the because you're traveling along kind of a, a regular kind of semi regular kind of trade road, so to speak. You're not okay. like trudging uh, across the uh, open wilderness. Um, as you go, um, just thinking as we're traveling, if we are resting, I would probably by default cast the huts. So if there's a point where we rest and we sleep and I cast the hut, we'll get one of Which you would do out. after the end of the day, because uh, yep. normal pace, so I imagine you guys are not in any rush, but a normal pace, you'd get about 24 miles in a day. So this come, brings you up to kind of the base of the mountain, decide to re- and take a rest. So as you cast your hut, Go ahead and roll your uh, wild magic result. 81. 81. What could you take go? one additional action immediately. Oh, man, why could that not have happened in combat? Can we save that and roll a different one for this one? <laughs> no. Uh, so that's funny. I basically cast the hook and then find myself on the other side of the hook going like, what happened? I didn't move over here. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So you guys quiet rest. Following day. Progress in progress into the mine. Uh kind of about about ha- about midday you start to enter the mine. Um Um Based on the information what you're seeing, uh, the digs is, is a crude uh, mine shaft that uh, you've heard has some uh, some silver deposits in it. Um, it's enough to keep people digging, but it's not enough to. It, there hasn't been a hit of the mother load, so to speak. Um, so as it, go ahead. It's enough to keep people currently digging, so people are going in and out of their base. It, it's not a lot. It's it's okay. less than that. It's it's like. You kind of go ahead and give me. Uh, there's pro- give me a percentile. There's probably a one in. You probably about a twenty five percent chance of somebody actually digging. About ninety four. So yeah, there, there's there's people digging. There's uh, probably probably about. Let me think. <laughs> 
Let the dice decide. Yep, let the dice decide what is the worst that could happen. <laughs> Don't ask that. I, I did not ask that second half. Like I said, this <laughs> I know DM. what the worst is that can happen. As yeah. there, you you hear you hear an echo of somebody picking with a pickaxe through one of the one of the ones. As you can consult your map that you were given, uh, you start to descend uh, down a down one of the shafts. It descends at about a forty-five degree angle, so it's a start to feel that as you're uh, going down. Uh, the roof is kind of held in place with some flimsy-looking wooden wooden beams and buttresses. Um, you constantly hear little bits of gravel falling from the uh, from the ways. It's just little bits, not, enough to keep you kind of looking about, going. Uh... What the hell did we get ourselves into? <laughs> Start to wonder. Yeah, whose idea was this? <laughs> this seems super safe. I will light a torch. Alrighty. <clears throat> oh, that does beg the question. Actually, Everybody has dark vision. I'm gonna say, will you put not? your goggles? Yeah, I've got, got your dark vision goggles. Yeah. So do you want to light a torch, or do you want to use your goggles? Would you guys prefer I don't light a torch? I would prefer to go stealthily, please. Yeah. All right. Uh, as you're <laughs> as you're having that conversation and starting your descent, go ahead and roll stealth checks. Ooh, ooh. So good with ooh. stealth. Oh, and I get advantage on it now. <laughs> Not one and a sixteen, so a twenty-six ooh. total. Okay. Twenty-five for me. Okay. Wow. Wow. 17. 17. Um, so with my advantage, I also rolled a 1 and a 3. Uh, oh, to oh I'm, on, I'm on 13. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and we were worried about Will. <laughs> I know. Why are you worried about me? I get advantage and a plus 4. I'm still trying to use having the backpack on. I think I'm just banging my head. <laughs> You're too short to bang your head. Yeah, you it's are. I mean, it, 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 this is dice jail. If anything, it's it's as you're kind of sitting there and kind of adjust your pack like backpackers do, and kind of go, and you hear some things kind of cling cling a little bit, or it's like it's like oh ain't quite pack it as tightly or as securely as you wanted. So every so often, as you kind of as you're walking, you kind you when you try to catch your grip, it's something in your backpack kind of rubs together and. Makes it's his cooking utensils, isn't it? Quiet. <laughs> I'll put my ladle away later. <laughs> little ladle, 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 little ladle, or ladle now. Little ladle, ladle, ladle. Little ladle, 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 ladle. Exactly. So what, what foul manner of creature hears us coming? A minor right. creature. So as uh, you kind of keep kind of following this down, every maybe it's so just often, the miners. <laughs> every so often, the the tunnel turns a sharp left or a sharp right, and then every so often it'll descend actual a set of cut stairs that you kind of go down, kind of keep going down, and time passes, and you're kind of looking and hearing this stuff. The 
sound of a pickaxe kind of fades to a dull echo. Go down, um, and soon it, uh, after a few hours, it starts wow. going down and going down and down and down. Uh, you come to a spot where there's a where it kind of opens up again. come into a 30 foot wide 20 foot high tunnel that was uh, poorly made. Some dug through a rough passageway in a hurry with no intention of using it again. As you descend the, gr the tunnel grows wider and higher. The tunnel's descent ceases. The walls disappear as you step out onto a flat expanse of a small cavern. Directly across the cavern the tunnel continues through a great citadel. The front of the fortress is decorated in complex reliefs of fate and fading frescoes of dwarves at war, at work, at worship. Arrow slits and empty windows glare menacingly from strategic points along the reliefs. Apparently, there were large gates at one time, but now only a great iron, only great iron hinges remain. However, the tunnel mouth is not completely open. Instead of a gate. A ghastly curtain hangs across the entrance. Dangling like marionettes on strings, skeletal remains hang loosely on thick ropes. There are more than a dozen humanoid skeletons. I'm thinking. Are they dwarven skeletons or taller? Very, various, uh, go ahead and roll an investigation. Oh. You want all of us or just one, Steve? Everyone who wants to investigate the room. Okay. 23. Uh, 13 okay. for me. Well, down here. Alright, what'd you get? 12. Sidian? 12. Okay. Um The humanoid the skeletons are various sizes. Some are dwarf, some are human. There's even a Goliath skeleton in there. Mm. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, just as far as the size of the skeleton, it could be a large humanoid, like a Goliath or a Burbog or, you know, something to those lines. But you various uh, bits. You also see various piles of skeleton, of, of skeletal remains kind of darting along. You can see in the roll twenty. That's kind of a rough idea what you're what you're seeing. These as far as the reliefs and then the skeletons that are kind of hanging there on the curtain. Totally forgot to open roll twenty. <laughs> Shall we uh, allow these poor souls to lie in repose as opposed to simply hanging here? I don't like it. I, you don't want to make no more noise. Maybe maybe they're there to make you want to do that? Let's, let's leave them. All right. They've been here long enough. I don't want to mess with them. Alrighty. Maybe on the way out. Uh, we may not be coming back this way, but I understand, so let's proceed. Alrighty. Go ahead and uh, 
roll some stealth checks. Ice down. 23. Really? You're going to waste a nat 20 there for a total and, of 30. That's what I was about to say. Same thing happened to me. You guys both got a nat 20? Yeah. Jeez. Not I, when I needed one, but I'll take I know. it. Can I save it for combat? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Will, how about you? 21. Shrag? 23. 23? Yep. All right. Not bad. You guys are able to kind of navigate the curtain, disturbing the skeletons as little as possible. Just an occasional bit where it almost be considered a, a wind of some type might have blown through. Not... Uh, and, and with this, you realize, based on your investigations earlier, that this was pot potentially some kind of early warning. So you're able to navigate that without trigger, without making much noise. Like so, cans on strings. So in terms of our marching order. And for reference, I turned off the directional. I should have turned off the directional um, lighting oh, the, for everybody. The view. Okay. That's so. Me. So now we just need to move the markers. Okay. Um, do we want to fall back to our normal where Obsidian takes point and then we have mm -hmm. the two in the middle and I'll bring up the rear? Or do we want to move, change the marching order? Stick with it. It works. Okay. Yeah. So I'll let, I'll let you guys go ahead and move or let me know which way you want to set that up. As we go under like the skeletons... I, I kind of yeah. close my eyes for a second and just say a prayer to my God, to them, to uh, make sure that she takes care of them. That's fair. Going that way, so you want to get, you want to move backwards. Well, isn't this the curtain? So we would have been moving where I am. Isn't that the curtain? Yes. Okay, oh. so I would I would be at the curtain. You guys would be ahead of me okay. if we passed. There. I didn't realize that was the curtain. My apologies. Here, I'll uh, draw a quick a uh, quick little line for the curtain. So the curtain would be stretched basically across here. Yeah. So I'm going to be right just beyond it. We're going left. Yeah. This is a West. West, right. That that is a better word to use. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So you've uh, progressed through. You see various piles of bones along the walls of various sizes of different humanoids. Just kind of try to take notice of each one. Okay. I'm gonna say we've already set one up as an early warning. Let's keep an eye out. They've obviously set something up. Right. This core, uh, the corridor you mm -hmm. enter is roughly thirty feet by twenty feet. So it's a fairly uh, large corridor. Uh, it's high ceil, uh, kind of a high ceiling cavern. Uh, as you kind of look about the various shadows and and whatnot cast from various rocks and, and everything. 
never been in a cave this size. It's huge. It's bigger than some buildings I've been in. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna continue. You're gonna go proceeding forward. Yep. Okay. Okay. Right, is this the urge beam. to move your tokens? We'll make it yeah. for you guys move your tokens <laughs> as you progress. Make the uh, we want to be careful about watching out for any type of traps or anything ambushing possibilities. A tunnel that goes off down south, or is that just a wall? Where to Going the south, south? Down in here, this this area, yeah. Um, there are several collapsed uh, tunnels of the uh, that kind of blow, block everything off. And the map that he gave us, did that end at the mine entrance? Yeah, that pretty much ended right about here. There's a little, there's some vague recollections uh, further down, but this is kind of, this is the, the map is out of date compared to what you're seeing. Okay. Well, we're on our own now. We'll be exploring ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I see a door up on the left, so I want to creep up to it. Okay. And listen. All right. Ragnaz, are you moving forward? I'm waiting. To, mm, yeah, okay. I was going to hang back a bit, but I think I might move myself up north a bit. Okay. Um, as you approach this uh, tunnel and looking at the door, uh, go ahead and give me perceptions. Uh, okay. 26 for me. Okay. It's only an eight for me. <clears throat> All righty. Natural 20. Nice. Or 25. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's a door. I just go. <laughs> hey, look, guys, the door. Alrighty. Um, as you, because your percep your passive perceptions are so high as you're coming through, the place has kind of had you feeling on edge. Like so, it's it's almost like it's it's too quiet. It's 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 eerie. And then as you progress through a certain point, you hear a mechanism, and then a a uh, a wall kind of uh, closes you off. To which direction does the wall behind close? you? Behind, okay. The wall so kind of no it, it kind of opens up and shifts and it closes. And okay. the fact is, is other than the slight scraping from the mechanism, you didn't really hear it coming. And then as you look about, you start to see movement in the dark. Oh, as you see, which direction is the movement coming um, from? As you look back toward the door, as 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 the the, the the wall or the door that just closed behind you, open uh, closes up, 
you see some you see some things that kind of uh skitter and start to see I don't think we're alone anymore guys It looks to be Durgar looks to be dwarves on these kind of uh spidery creatures. Uh from your research you notice them as uh striders. And they're all crawling about the ceiling and the the walls. Okay. Are they approaching with hostile intent or can we tell? Just a moment to get them all in the position. Okay. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> yeah. All of them into position? Uh-oh. What could possibly go wrong? So many already people. asked that. <laughs> we asked him, now we're finding out. So many things. Wow. Why are those ones green? Ah! <laughs> oh my god. One, two, three, four, five, and you six, said seven, some eight, of them are on the ceiling, eight. Steve? Yep, they're on the ceiling, they're on the walls. <sighs> that can't be possible. That's inside the room. Oh, no, 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 it is there, just inside the room. Oh gosh, what's the big one? Hey, in just a moment. It looks like a giant spider. Oh no. Oh no. Oh god. Oh jeez. <laughs> you just keep appearing. <laughs> Hi dolls. <laughs> just passing through. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, what is that? That's a lot. Um yeah, <laughs> you know that term. Wow. Discretion, discretion is the better part of valor. As you approach the tunnel, something dark and multi-legged issues forth. You find yourself facing twelve Duergar mounted on grisly, grisly steeders. A clatter from behind warns you as you look in that direction. Apparently, one of the blocked tunnels behind you, mere camouflage, is part of a trap. The rubble blocking the last tunnel we passed swung uh, swung out to the main corridor, blocking your retreat. A score more of unmounted Duergar stand in the corridor behind you. They are accompanied by five wireless sword spiders. The some of the steeders have climbed the walls and ceiling walls and ceiling. The gray dwarves' eyes glitter with malevolence as they look as they watch you from their upright si upright sideways and upside down positions. One of the upright Durgar moves forward slightly. His eyes, he eyes you depre depreciatingly for a moment, then leads forward with both of his arms across the back of the spider's thorax. He speaks clearly. You are doomed, my little flies. Surrender now, and I promise you a quick and easy death. <laughs> Hang on. We surrender, we still die. Not happening. 
So as a response to that, I would like to cast spike growth. And what are these things behind this spider over in here? Those are more are they on the Are they on the ground? Yep. I'd like to cast spike growth right in the middle of them. Okay. The they ground come. in a 20 foot radius centered on a point within range twists and sprout hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. Difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every five feet it travels. All right. Transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom perception check against your spell save DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. And what's the, uh, what's the distance on that again? It's a 20 foot radius centered on a point. So I would want to, you know, right in the middle and out. All right. I just have to circle. Circle. Got dropped. Circle. <laughs> Spike growth. Cast. Ready? You wanted to center it right here, catching all of, pretty much catching yeah, kinda, yeah, all right. nineteen yep. of them. Yep. Yes, please. All right. Thank now, what happens if they start their turn in the spike growth? When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every five feet it travels. Okay. Awesome. 2d4. Okay. Plus being difficult terrain, it's half movement. That's fair. Okay. And you get the last wild wild magic surge oh, as a result to that. Forgot about that, didn't you? Shibli. Hold that D100. Let's see what happens. Can I, At least let, let it be a I don't. <laughs> 64. How much? <clears throat> 64. 64. Please. You cast fog clouds centered on yourself. Ah, well, <laughs> hey, get your fun out. <laughs> Another 20 foot radius uh, sphere of fog at the point within range spreads around corners, heavily obscured, lasts for the duration. So basically, any <laughs> anything Everybody. within that is a. Uh... We can't. Last an hour. Now, here's a question for you. And I sh this is this is because I'm a I'm an honest person. Spike growth is a concentration spell. Fog cloud is a concentration spell. You're not actually catching the fog cloud, is it? But, so you're not, right. You're not. I'm not actually casting fog clouds. I, I just wanted to make sure that that didn't mess us up or mess me up. Was it cast on him or where he cast the spell? It was cast with him being the center point. Right. So that. So will... it doesn't follow me. No. It's just there. So that pretty much covers Will in that. So you you see Obsidian cast the spell, and all of a sudden, this billowing uh, mass of fog starts to come up and surround him and surround you as well, where you now lose sight of everything 
outside of it. And with that, Sorry. we will do initiatives. Oh, no. Oh, where's the... Oh, the dark green circle is one you made, Shad? No, no. I didn't make... No. no that's me. I'm oh. trying something. It's fine. Okay. Cool, cool. Oh, you guys can do that. So sweet. I didn't know we could do that. I didn't. I... We keep learning That's new things about Roll20. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, later, yeah. Mayflower. Let's uh, let's see how this uh, starts. Bye, Mayflower. Bye. All right, so let's uh, get our initiatives. Obsidian, what's your initiative? Oh, um, seven plus four is 11. 11, okay. Anari? Mine is going to be a 16. All right. Shragnaz? Mine's going to be a 15. Ready? And Will? 17. Ready. Here we go. All righty. First up in the initiative are the sword spiders. Oh, no. <laughs> We go. Here we go. So many things. <laughs> so right. just to just to clarify, Steve, all which stuff's on the ceiling, or is it all now come down to the ground? Uh, most of the uh, Durgar on Steeders are all uh, on the walls and ceilings. Yep. The only ones that are actually on the ground is the group that the spike growth has been cast on. Yeah. Um, the spiders are kind of. Some some of them are on the ground, but um, they're kind of on the on the on the on the walls, crawling in to kind of surround the trap. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. Alrighty. How high is the ceiling in here? It's 30. about twenty to thirty. It's it's a fairly large. So it's a, I would say it's probably about twenty to thirty foot high ceiling. Alrighty. Let's see. So, first round. Okay. I'm afraid to watch. Alright. So, first round goes by. They're kind of, uh, kind of sitting there. They all kind of, they, from what you're seeing, everybody's kind of staying put. Um, get to Durgar in this area. So each of them will take uh, 2d, was going to take 2d4 of spike growth damage. Is that what you said, Chad? 2d4 for every five feet they move. Well, they also, starting in there, they take damage. They start, yeah, I was going to say starting in the space, they take damage too, I believe. Yeah, so it's 2d4 damage, right? Shad? Shad. Sorry. Everybody went completely mute. I didn't hear anything. Say that again. Uh, 2d4 on the initial damage on the spike growth, right? Uh, yeah. Alrighty. We're each going to take six points.
That's a lot of dudes. Yep. <laughs> I'm uh, kind of wishing right now that I had summoned some animals. I didn't even think about it. We're trying to be stealthy. It wasn't the right time to do it. Yeah. Thank you for justifying my lapse of memory. <laughs> That's accurate enough. It's true. I did think about it when we first entered, but like you said, mastiffs and lions aren't exactly stealthy. So far, everybody's kind of standing there, waiting to see what you guys, uh, what you guys were doing. So, Will, what do you want? What action do you want to take? Standing there, waiting to see what we're gonna do. But they already threatened us and said, either we fight you or you surrender and we kill you. Yep, they're waiting for you to decide. Uh, well. We're not surrendering. So I am going to cast uh, Guardian of Faith. Okay. It's a large creature. So that takes up two by two squares, right? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to cast it here. Okay. And... Any creature creature hostile to you that moves into a space within 10 feet of the Guardian for the first time on a turn must succeed on a deck save. All right. And they, it looks like um, it's a glowing halberd and shield, and the shield looks just like the one that comes out of my, my arm. All right. item there. And I cannot move this one, so you don't need to worry about giving me control of it or anything. Okay. I'm going to pull up my typical token for spiritual things, which will be an axe. That will work. You said it is uh, takes up a four foot by four foot, and it has an aura of ten feet. So anything within ten feet does something. Yep. Alrighty, is that a roughly the right placement? Looks good. Okie dokie. Oh, actually, sorry, I was gonna do it here. Right there. Excellent. Okie dokie. So anything that comes in with that space come, starts or comes within that space and it's a sphere 10 feet up, yep. 10 feet around. 10 feet all around. Yep. Okay. 10 foot sphere. Got it. Anari or Will, is there anything else you wish to do? Uh, I believe that's all I can do right now. Okay. Yeah. That's my turn. Gotcha. Anari. So I'm going to move up against this first spider. Okay. As a 
bonus action, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. Okie dokie. Uh, so cast that on the spider, and I will make my attacks. All right. First will be a 13 to hit. 13 does not hit. Actually, hang on. That was the die roll. The plus nine will put it to a 22. That will hit. <laughs> a little different. But yeah, very much different. Um, okay, so that's going to hit. So it's going to do then 15 points of piercing. And then for the hunter's mark, that is going to be an additional four. So 19 points. All right. On the first attack. Okay. Second attack will be a 27 to hit. That will hit. And that one will be 16. And that will be uh, 22 points. All righty. And as a reaction, uh, Makes a leg attack, and its legs are are bladed. So it will do a react. It will do its a uh, its attack as a reaction, as you're striking it. Continue. Yeah, it's a nine to nine to hit. That'll miss. Yep. Alrighty. Brings us with uh, Shragnaz. Sorry, did, did I say how many say Fireball? <laughs> okay. So Shrag is going to cast Fireball where that green circle is. Okay. Thanks to Hillary, we're actually rereading the Fireball spell and actually have a look at the, the small sphere shape. It's a 20 foot radius, not diameter, so it's actually 40 foot across. Okay. So that's a big sphere that hopefully by being placed about there will go up to the ceiling as well. Uh, centered there, yeah, it kind of bubbles up on top for this, that part, yeah. Yep, so that is going to be, sorry, Scoob, an awful lot of dexterity saves. Um, oh, 12 dexterity saves. Yeah, uh, so. A little bit more than that. There are 19, there are 19 of them in that group on the ground. Oh, plus God. The, plus the other two, and then uh, the spiders, so. Yep, sorry, yeah. 23. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Okay, we're gonna go uh, take a break while you do all those rolls. No, I'm gonna do it. In, I'm gonna do it in groups. Um, so first, so I'll yeah. do the two. I'll do the spiders. So that's DC 15 save for that fireball, please. Alrighty. Uh, spiders are going to fail on that. Next up, we'll do the leader and. Which one is the leader? Is it the green one? Okay. That was my guess, yeah. Said it was a 15 deck save? It is indeed. Alrighty. I'm using one of my inspirations, and the leader and his mount are make the save. And now for the 29, or the 19 of them. So many dudes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And yeah. Let's do it in groups of just for the sake of this, I'll do it in groups of five. So the first five make it. Next five make it. That's ten. Third group of five make it. The last group they fail. So four of them fail. The others make it. What's the total? What's the uh, what's the total damage? Okay, the so the the, the total damage rolled is twenty nine. Okay, half of that. 14. 14. Yeah, yeah. Round it down. Alrighty. So, that is going to suck. It's a 29 for the spiders. Good, good, good. Alright. Now, with our Duergar, all of them that took damage on the spike rogue are ready. Definitely, definitely hurting. Actually, just a thought, would that Jurgar count as a medium creature? Jurgars do count as medium creatures. Okay, um, on the leaderboard that's been hit with that fireball, then I am going to initiate few of the small doing eight extra points of damage to him. Alrighty. Nice. Is that something you can do every turn, or? No, no, no. That's one's per uh, short rest. Okay. The fury of the small. Fury of the small. Takes out. Fish pickle, really? Yeah, I was gonna wait until Scoob was done. <sighs> <laughs> oh He's boy! Not to distract him, but yeah, there's another wild magic Scoob. Did it come in before or after the fireball? I honestly, I don't know. I literally just looked over. I, I uh, I'm looking at F. Let me check the activity feed. My activity feed is not up. But... Uh, the time on the screen says 12.33, which was four minutes ago. I will say it came in just after the fireball, so the next spell cast will do that. Cool. Okay. So. Also, Shrag's going to use his disengageability as a bonus action just to move south, so it actually just stood behind the Marion. Smart. Right next to the Spirit Guardian. Yeah, that's that's him done then. So his damage is done, it's on to the next person. Alright, so that's that's out. Four of them are done. Whoa. The leader is severely damaged. Good. And because uh, it was eight it was four fourteen plus eight, so it's twenty-two. So yep. okay. leader. Yep. Uh, actually, the steeder dies Ooh. from that. Is he, is he on the ceiling still as well? He is, falls, and that is enough to take him out, actually, because he only had a, only had like four hit points left. So 
the fall damage alone would have taken them out. So, yeah. They're both off the board. Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry? Sorry, not sorry. You don't threaten the Shadow Watch. <laughs> Apparently he does there's still an well, awful lot left. <laughs> Alright. I'm thinking they are still threatening. Almost definitely. <laughs> well, I guess I should rephrase. You don't threaten the Shadow Watch and live to talk about it. Which is well, fair. We don't, we, we don't live to talk about it? Yeah, <laughs> we we night. <laughs> oh, well, we're cool. We're threatening ourselves. <laughs> Obsidian gets a natural 20. I think that is cool. Thank yeah, you, Mizzik. Yep. Yeah, Mizzik's just cheered. Oh, thank you, Mizzik. It's always oh. good when your rogue gets a nat 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly does. Do I have to use that on the next roll, or can I save it? It is the next roll, the next dice roll. Next roll. Okay. Hey, at least we're in combat this time. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep, at yep. least you are in combat. Alrighty. Okay. We'll finish out that round as they uh, kind of come back to it. Coming back up on the top. So wait, I haven't gone yet. Oh, I missed you. Oh yeah, go and take your turn, Obsidian. I say we're, we're, we're all shocked by the fact he's actually asking, acting last for ones. He's not been gone by now. <laughs> I, I know. All right, we're not, all we're right, not used to that. Go ahead and take your go ahead and take your action. Right, and then so we'll, and then I will start on mine. Okay, so I'm gonna come up to this guy since it's a nat twenty, and I have to re-roll all my rolls because I had things staged. Um, so not 20 to him so it's a 29 to hit mm -hmm. um, 6 12 18 24 so that's 30 38 48 points of magical piercing okay and then i'm yep. going to use my whales from the grave whales okay Immediately after you deal your sneak attack to a creature on your turn, you target a second creature within 30 feet. The second creature takes 2d6 of psychic damage. Now, okay. is that, does that also consider the nat 20 damage as well? Or is that just straight dice roll? I don't, I'm asking because I truly don't know. You're, you're using... It's a special. It's a special? Yeah. I would say wow. yes, because it's all on that same one. So. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a two and a three, so that's a good thing. So that's 12, 14. So that's 17 psychic damage. And I'm going to send it to the creature that Anarian was already interacting with to try and get rid of him. Okay. So. That's 17 psychic. 17 psychic. All right. Yes. And real quick going to it's going to react as it dies that is a 17 to hit uh obsidian uh no ac of 18 all right oh that was close yes and so was the one in front of me that died as well or is it still yep up? both are dead okay um and then I'm going to use the rest of my movement to kind of step back behind the, the spirit weapon here. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you, Mizzik. Alrighty. So, 
Back on the top. So, let's see. This one will crawl along the wall and will... Oh, what's that distance? All right. So that spider is going to... leap from its spot over to Anari. Oh, great. It's a jumping spider. Yeah. Um, <laughs> using its impalement. Ah! Spiky, spi spiky spider. <laughs> Spiders with swords for legs. Yep. So it's bladed no. leg. It's so it, it's, it makes a leap, and the leap is greater than 20 feet. So it will X. Yeah. So it's also coming within ten feet of the spiritual weapon, right? So wouldn't would it need to make its saving throw? It'll do that. I it gotta work through that, because this impalement. Um First so it's a nineteen on the die plus so twenty 25 to hit Anari. That'll hit, yep. Okay. Um, oh no. Uh -oh. That's <laughs> never something you want to hear your DM say. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's too many. I have to switch to operator roll. It's too many dice. I was reading one the other day where it was, if you want to get your player's attention, just sit behind the screen and just roll lots and lots of dice. Oh, Maybe yeah. even do it twice to get the, really get their attention. It's like, oh, yeah. Woo. When we used to have our home games at my house, if we would start getting way too distracted, our DM would just watch us for a while, let us talk, and then just start rolling things, and we'd all be like... Uh-oh. Um, so as it, as it leaps down onto Anari... Oh, sorry. Leaps in, uh, leaps in, uh, leaps onto Anari. It's going to deal. Twenty points of uh, twenty, and then because you're a medium-sized creature, it has, it deals an additional because it's a large creature. So that is twenty-five points of <gasps> piercing damage. Owie. Die, buddy. All right. Uh, and when it hits, not also. It also gets damage from the from the leap. So that is an additional an additional seven points. So. 25, 7, 32 points total as it lands on you and grapples you. Need you to make a strength check. Howie. Uh, that's a, it's a check, not a saving throw, right? Uh, yeah, strength check to for the grapple. Okay. That is going to be a 16. All right, you do manage to, you do break the grapple, so you're not considered grappled. Good. Um, it's going to then make a bite attack against you. 
which is a 10 to hit, which is a miss. That will miss. All right, so that covers him. And then he has to make a save because of the spirit thing. What's the save again, Will? Ah, 16, sorry. What's a, what stat? Ah, I got distracted by the most recent wild magic gifted to us. Uh, scrolling down, dex. Dex, okay. All right, makes the save. Okay, so that means it takes 10 radiant damage. Alrighty, it's still alive. Okay. All right. This next one. and it'll be at disadvantage because it was based on its last known location from what it can perceive. So. How long does that fog cloud last? Hour, I think I heard. And that is a miss, so it does not land on obsidian. It does land uh, next to... Um, One hour. Obsidian and Will, and it's just inside the range, so I'll make it do the deck save. And it fails the deck save. 10 damage. Radiant. So whether it's a pass or fail, it takes 10? Uh, no, if it's a pass, if it makes the save, it takes 10. If it doesn't, it's 20. Thank you. And as it does so, it dies. <gasps> wow. Didn't have much hit points left after that uh, fireball. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the fireball. That was handy. <laughs> yes. Brings hey. up a... <laughs> Gotten a nice little kill cluster for us. That That's quite nice. Yes, thank yep, you. Yep, that is kind of the downside. Yeah. Um, let's see, this one is going to make its leap. It will leap down from the opposite direction. Onto Ragnar, off to Shragnaz and Obsidian. So, for Shragnaz, see, that is a twenty-one to hit. Oh yeah. Um, in which case, I am going to wave my hand and I'm going to cast a shield. Nice. Okay. And the shield will negate the damage or negate. Uh, negate the attack, gives me, right? Uh, plus five armor class bonus. That will take me to an armor class of 23. Cool. All right. So it comes down next to you. Take its deck save. Makes the save. So it only takes the 10 points of radiant. Okay. And rather than Shrag's normal, like, sort of cocky, sort of blowing a raspberry at it, it'll basically, like, sort of go, ah! <laughs> Throw the shield up. How dare you? Where did it come from? <laughs> <laughs> that one's that more was... nervous part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was that wind spell again. <laughs> oh, that's why the activity feed was out of date. It was updating. Okay. Guys, guys, we not like this. <laughs> All right, so there's from. the new wild magic. Oh, goody. Yep. So you have to roll a d100. Oh yeah, two. for your shield. Yep. Yep. So that one. 
And that is uh, uh, two. A two? Yeah. Literally double zero and a two two. Uh -oh. Sweet. We rolled low this time. Cool. <laughs> uh oh. That might be good. <laughs> oh, <God. sighs> no, that's good or bad. Roll on this table at the start of each of your turns for the next minute, ignoring oh, this oh, result man. on subsequent rolls. So the next, <laughs> oh. pretty much at the start of your turn <laughs> for the for the it's rest the of gift this keeps on Okay, giving. we broke we broke Scoob. What happened? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is the gift that keeps on giving. It it is. Over it and is over and over again. And I believe that leaves us, if my count is right, one wild magic left unaccounted for. Yep. <laughs> That's it. That is a that is definitely a gift that keeps on giving. That is just wild. You're covered in wild magic glitter. Yeah. Alrighty. That was our um, shield just exploded. <laughs> Yeah, this is just this is just a dog pile at this point. Shards of dawn? Nope, shards of wild magic. <laughs> oh, that spider's subject to the guardian, though. Yeah. Yeah, I already I already rolled for it. Oh, I missed it. Sorry. Yep. And it is uh, a little distracted <laughs> with the wild magics. And he can occupy the same place because it's spectral, right? I just want to clarify. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Should be able to. It's just trying to yeah. get in there. It's non-corporeal, so. So yeah, it would be in there. The uh, Durgar on the on the Steeders all pile in. Uh, and to feel like a sandwich. The, the Steeders are the ones that'll make the attacks, not the Durgar, because the Durgar are controlling the Steeders. Okay. Oh, but they're all. Gonna do group uh, dex checks. This is gonna hurt. I'm just moving the dead creatures out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just remember there's dead spiders there. All kind of, all kind of charging in and piling in. Just watched the latest episode of uh, The Mandalorian last night, so this is quite appropriate. I totally forgot about that too. Yeah. Thank you. Picturing. Yep. Those things were terrifying. All right. So three strider steeder attacks to Anari. Um, it's going to be bites. If it's simple. For the sake of brevity. Three bite attacks on Anari. This is definitely not what? The way. This is not the way. <laughs> uh, first one's a 19. That'll hit. Second one is higher. That's a 22. That'll hit. Third one. A 16. That will miss. All right. So two hits and a miss. Yep. So. That is five points of piercing and three points of poison damage on the first hit. Okay. 
on the second hit. That is eight points of piercing and five points of poison. And we have one that will attack, one that will kind of duck in and attack Shragnaz. for the picks up and so currently I see 23 yep. so back over here that one over there uh oh nope. let's see have this one dropped in on this side Jeez. so alright now we got one on uh Trying to arrange this so that I can keep track of it, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. <laughs> Doing well. Flexing those multi-move muscles. Yeah. All right. So one on Shragna's bite attack. Here we go. That is 21 to hit, which is a miss because you're at 23 right now, right? Yep. That's correct. Sweet. All right. Now we're going to have uh, two on Will and... One on Obsidian, and then one on Shrag there. Yeah, one on Obsidian, and it looks like we've got three that are going to bite at will. Okay. So Obsidian bite attack. That is a 17 to hit. That one barely miss. So it's a miss or a hit? Barely miss. Okay. 18 is my AC. Gotcha. Alrighty, now for the four that are going to attack Will. Got bites coming in from all directions. First one is a 15 to hit. Miss. Second one is a 12 to hit. Miss. Third one is a 20 to hit. 30, hit. not natural. Hit. <laughs> and Lucky the last there. one is another dirty 20. Okay, two hit. So, seven points of piercing, five points of poison. Twelve. And then five points of piercing and one point of poison. And six. Okay. Owee! Oh, yes. And did, Next saves. Did you roll the... Yeah. Doing it now. Aha. So Aha. nine of them, so two groups. Group one. So this thing disappears after doing a certain amount of damage. How much I've damage? Done 30. It can do 60 total. Alright, so it dealt damage to three two of the spiders. Right, 20 and 10, that's 30. Oh yeah. So it can do 30 more, just so you know, so you don't have to roll all nine, probably. <laughs> well, first yeah, You'll set. only need to roll three or two or three. Yeah. All right, so first set, Steeder failed the decks. Okay, so that's And the Durgar Riders. Fail is 20, isn't it? 
Yeah, if it's a fail, yep. sorry, that's 20. Sorry. Wow, my brain mixed that up. So. Well, definitely, let's see, pretty much. So Only one will take 20 and one will take 10 and then it disappears. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that one. That one will die. Sweet. Uh, let's see. Chipping away at him, guys. That Durgar is kind of fall falls to his death. Sweet. Actually, no, he's still they're on the ground, so no, he's not dead. He's just climbing up, but he's seriously hurt. Yep. Okay, cool. Awesome. Alright, this one is going to die. Yay. So that's 26 out of 60 and then no 26 and then uh 20 more 40 so 20 tw 26 and 20 so that's 46 points well it can only do increments of 10 increments of 10 yeah okay so yeah it would kill 10 20 10 20 40 and then 10, 20. So yeah, kills two Steeders and one uh, Durgar before it and dissipates. It's gone. Cool. Thank you. So I will move that out of the way. Is that it done? Alrighty. Uh, brings us in. Let's see. The first member of the party. Yeah. I think it was Will, wasn't it? Uh, actually, no, I have to clear more of the board because they're still in there and more to move. So. In order to move out of that, they're all going to end up dying from the uh, from the experience. <laughs> they're um, going to end up dying. <laughs> Well, they only had well, they had the they only had a few hit points left, so it's yeah. literally that was a good combo. It's two D four for every five feet they move, so the ones in the middle. Yeah, we're just gonna take them out. Wow, nice combo, guys! Nice combo. Really good combo there. So wow, that makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, look in the middle of that map, maybe. <laughs> I'm still sweating, but not quite as much. Less intimidated, more threatened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good way to start off diving into the Underdark. First ambush, yeah. and they thought they were in the superior position. Uh, uh, uh. uh... Alrighty, yeah, this brings us to Will. Okay. Question. All right. So if two spells are one's a bonus action, one's an action, can I cast them both in the same turn or does one have to be a cantrip? Uh, per the rules in the book, it says you have to cast, if you're going to cast two spells, one has to be a, the second one has to be a cantrip. But it has okay. to have the bonus action capability. Okay. So then for my bonus action, I am going to cast a second level healing word on Anarian because he's getting wrecked. Thank you. <sighs> okay. Come on, roll good for me. 
Hey, that's two threes. So that's 11, 11 healing for you. Okay, thank you. And then for my action, I'm just going to smack one of them with my quarterstaff. Two-handed. So that's a 17 to hit. Uh, Anari, you get an inspiration. Nice. Okay, so still D4? Yep, still a D4. Okay, cool. And I'm going to go for one of the steeders that's right next to me. Uh, okay. Thank you to Kola. Thank you. Uh, that, in case anyone's wondering, it's follows and subs that knock down the HP bar. Follows and subs. And hosts and raids. All of those things will knock down the HP bar. If the HP bar is knocked down, I'm not sure what I'll do yet. Maybe a wandering <laughs> monster. <laughs> oh, boy. Add in another five sword spiders. So I'm just. Why, gonna... why are you giving him ideas? <laughs> so, I'm like, really? One, that one? One of the steeders? Oh. Yes, that's one of the steeders. Okay. I smash him with my quarterstaff for 17 to hit. 17 will hit. Roll damage. Oh, yes. Max damage. 10 damage. We shouldn't go Highlander in the midst. <laughs> and roll a percentile. Yep. Oh, that's right. Because I cast a dag nabbit. <laughs> that's the last one, though, right? We love you, Dish Pickle. Dish Pickle gets another. Yeah, that is the last one to my count. Yeah, I think that's my turn. <laughs> oh, you're. Four? What'd you get? Four? Oh, no. 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 Don't say three and four are the same thing. No. No. <laughs> they're different. That. That's okay. For the next minute, you see any invisible creature you have line of sight on it. Do I oh, see it nice. around? There are currently no invisible creatures. So I don't even notice a difference. Nope. Okay. You like. Why do my eyeballs feel weird? Yeah. Yep. Start to okay. see a haze over everything. <laughs> it's weird. Everything's hazy and yet sharper. It's very strange. Very and then weird. Then the fog cloud. <laughs> Which I'm still standing in. All right. How much damage did you deal on that steer? Oh, should I have rolled that at disadvantage since I'm in the fog cloud? Uh, technically, yes. Okay, then let me roll that again. And that's even higher. So that was 10 damage. 10 damage, okay. Alrighty. So, which brings us here, let's see. All right, uh, Anari, you're up next. Nope. Nope. I'm after Will. No. Didn't you roll a 15? I rolled a 15, so it was... It's, it's, Anari, it's Will, Anari, Shrag, and then Obsidian. Obsidian's at the bottom of the initiative order this time around. Unless I misheard yeah. the number. Yeah, but I haven't... So, they all went. I haven't had my second attack. This is the second turn. I was going to say, none of us have had our second. This is our oh, second this round. Is, this I'm is your, this is your second. Yeah. Got it. I'm behind. I thought everybody had gone. I was doing No, you're good. No. You're good. Right. Um... I'm used to being last. I know. Well, and that's that's where I'm at too. Is I'm not used to you not being first. Um, how's this spider looking right 
Which one? That one? Yeah. Uh, that one's looking a little rough. Okay. It was so one I'm of the ones caught in the fireball. I'm going to take my first attack against that one. Okay. Will a, uh, will a 28 hit? That will hit. Okay. It's going to take then, uh, let's see. It's going to take 18 piercing. And now, is anyone close enough that I would get my sneak attack damage on that? Shrag is the one right next to you, but he's currently engaged with, a, with somebody one of else. The okay, so I don't get sneak on that. But I still, um, and I can shift my hunter's mark as a bonus action, correct? Yeah. So I'll switch my hunter's mark to this one now. And um, so it'll take an additional six points of damage. So, um, so total of 24. And on it's that dead. One. Okay. So then my second attack, um, I'm going to take, I think, against this creature. Okay. And on that one, um, will a. Uh, 26. Yes, that will hit. Hit. All right. So that one is going to take 19 piercing damage. All righty. And then I use my bonus action, my two attacks, and that will be my turn. Awesome. That one is dead. Okay. See the dark green circle is getting ready again. <laughs> That's just one idea. <laughs> just one idea. We're plotting and planning. All right. So that brings us to Shrag. You're up. Okay. I'm just going to quickly just draw that ball out there because that's a smaller one. That's fine. Right. I need to give you a D100 roll, don't I, to start with? Yes, you do. Okie dokie. Uh, that's a 72. 72. I might even still be around to use the spell. You gain resistance to all damage for the next minute. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice one. Finally oh, something wow. good. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> Fantastic. What was that number? I want to remember that number. 72. <laughs> Everybody starts rolling 72s from now on. Amazing. What are the odds? Okay, Shrag's going to whip out his little scroll. Um, he's going to activate his Snillic Snowballs, but he's actually going to uh, just try and target the middle there to try and get those four down the side, because I think they're obviously there riding on top of each other. Yep. So if I position the 10-foot uh, the sphere there instead... Um, so this counts as a higher level, so it counts the third level spell. Okay. Um, that's a dexterity 15 saving throw again. Okay. Numbers are smaller, so I should be able to pull that off. Bonus. This one. Okay, so. Those four. Okay. First pair. What's the DC on it? DC is 15. All right. First one makes it. First first pair make it. Cool. Second pair um, fail. Yeah, this is really poor rolling. Um, I've Third rolled... pair fail. Yep. Four, the fourth pair fail as well. So. Cool. Okay. That's um, it's only a smaller spell, so that's only 4d6, but it's 
eight points of damage in total. So eight and fours. All right, so eight total. So the one that makes it takes four total. points yep. each. All right. You've been dating. All right. And then the rest all take eight. Yep, that's correct. Aww. What? Alrighty. Oh, thank you. Pat. 20 for Obsidian's next dice roll. Nice. Yes. Alrighty, that covers that. Uh, that brings us to Obsidian's turn. Have it. Just in time. Just in time, which means I get to re-roll everything because again I had it all pre-staged. Um, <laughs> you don't have so, to re-roll; you just add your max yeah, damage just, to it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, just you're adding your max dice to the value. So that's true. So it would be six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four. So forty points to the spider. Alrighty. Did you stabbed it in um, all eight eye holes? <laughs> One after another. Yep, that's enough. That that is enough to kill it. It's like and whack-a-mole. We're gonna do uh whales of the grave for two d6 psychic damage. So that would be 17 psychic damage to oh, let's pick something near somebody like Will. Let's go for this guy. Which this one? Or this this one. The one below. Wait, where's Will? I can't see her. Will is right here inside the oh, fog cloud. There go. You That's can why I can't you can see, see the you can see this <laughs> set right here. <laughs> I can't can see I, her. <laughs> can I do this guy right here? You can't see I'm him thinking? because it's in the fog ah. cloud. It obscures your vision. So it's got to be somebody you okay. see. You see on the outer edge of the fog cloud, you see one you see one Strider and and uh Durgar on it and then there's the ones over here with Shrag and then the uh, Durgar on the ground. Near uh, Obsidian. Okay. Or not Obsidian, okay, but Anari. I'll, I'll do this, Greg. All I right. appreciate you, that. And that's just a single target or every target? Uh, immediately after you deal sneak attack to a creature on your turn, you target a second creature within 30 feet. That second creature takes 2d6 psychic. All right. And, and the damage on that was total? 17 total. 17 total. So 12 for the nat 20, and then I rolled to two and a three. Okay. Not enough to kill him, but definitely enough to hurt. Um, and then my second attack, I rolled a 10 plus eight is 18. Okay. And I'll just, oh, and I'm probably at disadvantage because the guy next to me is in the fog, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a nat one. So forget that. I didn't hit him. Fair enough. That 20 and a nat one. <laughs> exactly. Nice balance. Yeah, nice balance. There. <laughs> yeah, and with me, nat ones means you drop your weapon. Oh, no. Uh, I figured see, that was coming. You either drop your weapon or if it's a bow, you break the bowstring. Yep. At least it's on your offhand weapon. Yeah, it's the offhand weapon. I'm not 100% concerned, but yes. All righty. It's like 40%. <laughs> see this goes now with 
let's see all those who were all those guys were are mounted so they're yep they these guys let's see these striders are still alive so these guys are mounted so they don't attack these three on the other hand they are no longer mounted so they will do their attacks already so confused by something on my character sheet what's that uh when i click on bonus actions there's a thing that says actions in combat and then under that it says two weapon fighting mm -hmm. but i don't yeah. have two weapons so that means i can't do a bonus action attack right you're correct you have to be now, light light weapons as well i was gonna say you i think you can still make an attack though can't you it's just you don't get any bonuses or advantages to it typically yeah, with two uh, typically as i understand two weapon fighting you can make is you if you make an attack action to attack with a weapon you can attack with your offhand you just get none of the bonuses with the attack exactly so if i cast an action spell could i do a bonus action attack no just no that no. requires a different skill okay Got or it. Ca that requires a different skill. this is strictly for melee weapons mm-hmm yeah. Okay. And you have to make an attack action to do it, and you're going to be wielding two light weapons. Okay. So if you don't meet those criteria, you can't do it. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. The... All right. Let's see, this one is going to move around from his strider. And he's going to cast enlarge on himself. <laughs> Giant Duragar. Striders off the board. Biggie Dwarf. Alright. This one is going to move up as well and cast enlarge on himself. <laughs> and then Oosh. this one's gonna move in and cast enlarge on himself. When they're enlarged, they get a bonus on their attack or their damage. So, uh, strength, pace, weapon attacks all get advantage. So, they're using their war picks, which are strength based. So, let's see, here we go. Um, they're gonna dogpile on Anari. So. Three, three attacks on Anari. First one is a 20 to hit. Dirty 20. Hit. Second one is also a dirty 20. Hit. Third one is a 21 to hit. That'll hit. So. Oh, boy. see 12 points of damage on the first hit okay piercing non-magical yep 15 points on the second one piercing non-magical and the yep. third one is seven piercing non-magical right. and that will end that round and bring us back up to the How's, how are you looking over there, Nari? Um, 
kind of bloodied. Yep. So all the spiders are dead. We only have a few striders left. Let's see. So one for Shrag, one for Obsidian, and three on Will, starting okay. with Shrag. Bite attack. That is a 21 to hit. Yep, we'll take that one. Alrighty. So that is six points of piercing and four points of poison. So sorry, just double check that resistance was to all damage or was it just yep. to weapon? Cool. All damage, you're resistant, so it's half that half of that. Cool, so five points. Alright. Uh, the one attacking obsidian. 20, so this is faster. Is an eleven to hit. No, 18. Yep. All right. Now for the three at Wilhelmina. First one is a 16 to hit. Miss. Second one is a 18 to hit. Hit. Third one is a 16 to hit. Miss. Cool. Remember the disadvantage on that one. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So one hit. So one hit out of three. That is ten points of piercing and three points of poison damage. Okay. Howie. Hiding. So the striders are the ones making the attacks, not them. way down all right well you're up all righty uh let's see i am still surrounded so i am going to cast um spirit guardians okie dokie so that is a 15 foot 15 feet on each side of me all right so 30 yeah. foot, I guess. 15 foot on e on you. Okay, so give you your aura. And I designate, obviously, my party to be safe from them. Yep. <laughs> that hits every pretty much everybody around except for one of them attacking an army. Okay. <laughs> so the creatures in this in the area, their speed is halved. Okay. They enter the area for the first time on a turn or it starts its turn there, it must make a whiz saving throw. Okay. And on a fail wisdom save? 3d8 radiant damage. All right. Go ahead and roll that for me and tell the value so I can work on rolling that. Come on, I need you to close, please. Please go away so I can see my damage. is 18 radiant damage. So 18 full, so on a fail, they take the full 18? Yes. Alrighty, so I'm going to roll it for these two that are around Inari, because one of them is just inside, one of them is fully inside, so okay. do that for them. 
As far as I know, there's no wild magics in the queue. Nope. No, there's no wild magic in the queue. Nine? <laughs> Other than you can share if you want. Other than the shards that are. What's the invented. what's your what's your DC, what's the DC on the wisdom save? Sixteen. All right, one makes it, one fails. Cool. So he takes the 18 and he will take the nine. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Anything else you wish to do? Uh, I haven't prepared anything else, so let's just move on. <laughs> All righty. Next up is Anari. All right. So since I've got these three big buggers around me, I think... I'm going to have to take one of my um, potions of healing okay. to try to get some hit points back as my bonus action. Uh, question about that, though. If I don't move my Hunter's Mark as a bonus action on the immediate round after, I can move it later still. If a, Yeah, because it's technically dead, floating over it's the still corpse. Acts. Okay, cool. I just want to double check on that before I did that. Okay, so I'm gonna get um, I'm gonna drink one of my superior healings. I took um, 15 points of heal for that. Okay, and then I am going to attack. Uh, which one shall I hit? Um, well, hopefully hit. Uh, I would recommend honestly you hit the one that's closest to the wall. This one. Yeah. Okay, then that's who I will engage. Um, so the first roll to hit was a uh, 18. 18 will hit. Okay. So uh, 18, it is going to take 13, uh, I'm sorry, 18 points of uh, piercing damage. Yeah. And with that hit, I'm also going to spend a spell slot to add a divine smite to that. Okay. And it's going to take another 10 points of radiant total? yeah of radiant damage that kills it for that one <gasps> yes all right so then my second attack i'm going to switch to this big okay. bad and i had a 23 on that one to hit that will hit and then uh it will take 15 points of piercing damage and, and question with this one now he is within Oh, never mind. Yeah, he'll Move die. <laughs> yes, you would get your sneak attack, but he would die. I just wanted to double check. Yeah, because so I didn't say I'll save, I'll I'll save you the dice roll. He, he dies. <laughs> I didn't roll it. So I wasn't sure if I was going to. He him was or not. either way. He was going to die because he's one of the one. He's the one who failed. He's the one who failed the saving throw. The so saving he throw. was cool. Actually, no, he succeeded. The other one failed. But still, when it gets to their bit. So either way, he would have died. <laughs> not a worry that you, you saved me that one. Excellent. Yep. And uh, let's see. So that's bonus and two attacks. So that is my turn. All righty. Good turn. Very good turn. Which brings us to Shragnaz. Shrag. <clears throat> Start off. Let's do that. 33. 33. 33. Winner, winner, winner. Okay. <laughs> wow. Maximize the damage of the next damaging spell you cast within the next minute. 
Oh, I like it. It's um, something's finally turning our way for a change. Um, you almost see his eyes light up with, with little, little, little eldritch flames. <laughs> Tiny little um, laughter. As, as you probably guessed from the positioning of the, the green circle, <laughs> I'm going to cast another fireball. I'm going to chuck it out from the ring. Um, so that's going to get all those four plus the riders plus that large yep. Jagar at the top. Um, so yeah, so that's that's um, a lot of damage. <laughs> a lot of damage. So because that is going to maximize, that's going to be a total of 48 damage. So even if you say they're going to take 24. Yeah. Oh boy. You said even if they save, they'll take 24. Yeah, yeah. Just the second of you wondering if that helps you not have to roll saves for them. <laughs> yeah, they might just all die. Mm, pretty much. Oh! <laughs> or, or at least it will minimize the number of rolls being made, hopefully, just the second brevity. Yep. I will... There be one that has just enough hit points to survive it on, on, on the save. Wow. And he fails, so, yeah. Kabloi! Bag <laughs> likes his fire. Uh, I actually think about where that position is. Um, basically, well, actually, yeah, you probably all feel it. You just feel it in the fog. It's like this wash of heat just come over you. <laughs> yep. Suddenly, it's like, like a bit warm <laughs> over here. What? Yep. It's a bit warm over here. Yeah. Bit warm. You warm the heat. Dry. Bit warm, and actually, that would. The fog, since fog is typically moisture in the air, that would probably burn that oh, fog yeah, away. Oh, yeah, evaporate nice. all the fog. <laughs> let's be, well, let's be honest. Cool. Let's get rid well, of that fog. That's gone. Yeah, I am so, okay with that. I was waiting for Obsidian to use the fan and fan it away. Well, I, it costs an action. I just didn't want to use the action. <laughs> so, uh, can't, can't blame you for that. Board. Yeah, can't blame you for that. Alrighty, so next up, is obsidian. That's right. So I'm gonna sidestep over here. Yeah. Uh, and I rolled a 21 to hit on the first on the first attack. All right. Which one are you attacking, the rider or the mount? Um, that one because I want my sneak. Well, they're technically on top of each other. It's a rider and a mount. Oh. Oh. Um. Then I'll t I'll go after the rider. Okay. 27 points of damage dead and I'm oh then I'm going to save my whales of the grave and he's still you stay, if you're rocking through it you either way it dies so cast your whales and hit what do you hit you hit the mount with the whales uh, yeah seven points of psychic ready and then I pull out my dagger since my short sword's lying on the ground over there I have to pick up still uh, and with the dagger, it was a 26 to hit, and I'll go after the, the one that's still there, and I got a whole two. Yep, that <laughs> is enough to take them both out. Oh. Excellent. Let me stab Alrighty. Which brings us to the top of the order again, which is just the one. So, the bite attack on Will 
Come at me. That's what it's been doing. <sighs> Come at me, bro. And that is a nine to hit. That'll miss. That'll miss. So now to run through it, Will, you're for, you, it's, I believe it's, yeah, it should be Will. And Anari. Yeah, Will, you get to react. You get to take your action. What are you going to do? I'm going to move here. Okay. But I am going to uh, cast. Mm, what do I want to do? I wasn't expecting all those things to die all of a sudden. <laughs> it happens. It does. Uh, then I, I will cast a, a cure or a healing word. That's what it's called. Second level healing word on Anarian again. Okay. Thank you kindly. But of course, you have too much blood on you. And Not all of it's is... mine. Yeah, because the fog cloud <laughs> dissipates. Now you get to see how beat up the bodies, the charred remains, and, and Inari kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of doing the the wobble there. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, <laughs> ten healing. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's my turn. That is your turn. Okay, Inari, you're up. All right, so let's see here. Distance-wise, so these are five, right? Five. Yes, 10, each square is five 10, feet. 20. All right. Sorry, did they roll for my uh, spirit guardians? Oh, or yeah, they the need spirit, to roll because it's the start of their it, turn. How much damage does it do? Is it still there? Is it it's, there it's, it's, spirit guardians lasts a couple of turns, so. It's a round. Okay. I mean, a minute. Yeah, so it'll be there. It's wisdom save. DC 16. Uh, the mount fails. And the rider. What's the damage? Uh, damage is 17 radiant. All right. That takes them both out. Oh, oh so I guess I don't need to move. Sweet. End of combat. Oh. I will immediately uh, go over to Anarian and start casting Prayer of Healing, which will work for everybody. Cool. Where is it? Shrek still sat with his hands up like, like glowing white. I, I do not want you later to say, you don't have your short sword. So this takes takes 10 minutes to cast. Mm -hmm. But it's... Should we all, should we just do a hut and and get a long rest in? I mean, we just came in here, but yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's true. I'm thinking... Well, it's Can totally up to you guys, but rest? I think with the spells you guys have cast and kind of the damage we've taken, it may be worthwhile to take a long rest. Long rest? Can we get a this long rest? rest? To be fair, this is not really a safe place for it. I mean, we've just come in, we've been ambushed. Who knows what else is here? We've only barely looked at this room. We've got areas around us that are open. Yeah, good point. 
which we will find out next week because it is uh, after 1.30. So here is our ending point for the session. We will return next week and pick up right where we left off uh, post-battle and do the post-battle analysis, uh, scavenge and search for and continue to search the area. But you're right. Immediately right now, not a good idea. But... <laughs> There's still uh still things to search to before you would uh, be in well, a secure spot to make a rest. I was gonna say then let's go ahead and do the healing word or prayer of healing so that we get that at least get that documented. Yep, yep, exactly. Because I, I was I was down to like 31 hit points. I'm back up to 56 now, but that's still only about half where I need to be. I think. All right. Well, go ahead and uh, do the prayer of healing. Everybody gets 18 points of healing. Thank you very Alrighty. much. Oh. Including myself, which gets me almost all the way back up to max. Nice. That's good. Yeah. And in that time, um, Shrag, just one last roll for your uh, wild magic as the as the time dissipates. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just um, to see what happens right before we... Uh, Fade out for the episode. Oh my lord! <laughs> what? Um, I'm going to snippy that one for the chat, but I've just rolled a hundred. What does that do? I don't know. You regain all your spell slots. <laughs> oh sweet! <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I'm used to. We, we gotta we gotta make sure and roll one hundreds more often. <laughs> To be, oh. to be fair, it says uh, it says you re re regain all expended sorcery points. You're not a sorcerer, so I'm going to give you oh. all your spell slots back. <laughs> Thank you. Very guys. nice. Very nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got like all the best wild so magic effects. How'd you do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably never going to happen again. Say <laughs> <laughs> the next time they're all going to go to the negative. It's all going to be bad. Yeah. yeah. Fireball. There's, fireball. There's fireball. Balance. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So oh. if it, I know that one of the effects on the wild magic table is fireball. Does that, is it centered on the caster or centered on wherever the spell was cast? Typically the stuff is centered on the caster. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. We'd, we'd all been in deep trouble then. Big time. I mean, to be fair, Shrag would have probably enjoyed it as much as it would have hurt. <laughs> I don't think I would. <laughs> well, one of them is like with each creature within 30 feet takes necrotic damage. Ah! I don't like that either. <laughs> How much necrotic? No, don't tell me. We'll find out don't if we're Shrag, you are definitely threading the needle. Yeah. Trying to, I'm trying to see where the fireball one is. Oh, here it is. Uh, you cast fireball at third level centered on yourself. Yeah. 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 There's that. <laughs> to be fair, we would have got everybody. <laughs> it would, including us. <laughs> but all the bad guys as well. Yeah. The, uh, that combo was really good. So yeah. Uh, thank you everyone in the chat for hanging out with us. Thank you. Uh, moderators. I know one's here. A couple have been, we're hanging out in chat. So thank you, all of you. Thank you to the cast for sticking with us. We did, since we started a little late, we ran a little late. It wasn't intentional, but 
it's hard to find a good breaking point in combat to work <laughs> yeah. through. No doubt. So, yeah, the combo is great. So, yeah, tonight, uh, 8 p.m. is our next uh, one. Challenge accepted. Uh, we're going to another night in Paradon and to see what happens. And, of course, next uh, Saturday morning, we will have, again, Shadow Watch as they start their descent into the Underdark. They haven't gotten there yet. We're you just at the door. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a ways underground, and you're at the start of going in. So there's still we more. Just walked through the door. So, yeah. Hey. <gasps> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Pretty much. Spice, it's a little spice buds that are watching it, going, "Okay, um, guys, guys, there's something coming." <laughs> so, question: Since we're past it now, what would have happened if we would have hit the early warning system? Uh. Probably would have been a probably would have been a little bit better to better organized as far as their setup. Maybe a surprise round. Well, it depends. It depends on how it's perceived because the sound would have rattled through. I mean, would they have been more alert? Would they have not been? Not really sure. Either way, though, you now you can totally see this was a trap. Yeah. Set for any would be person who wandered in. And does the door kind of behind us happen to reopen? You'd have to find the mechanism. Ah, okay. We don't need to worry about that. We might even come back this way. Onwards and upwards, say. or onwards and downwards in this way. Uh, he, he could also upwards be. It could also be like the hive. You know, now they're now they're all trapped with you instead of you're trapped with them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Yeah, we're I mean, we're gonna think of it that way so we maintain that positive mental attitude for the group. I gotta have yeah. a positive mental attitude on this. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, thank you to Sirenscape. Thank you to D&D Beyond. Thank you to all of, all of those things. Uh, definitely Roll20. We're learning more. I definitely have some notes to learn for big epic battles. Next time I will uh, keep the hit point there so I can track the hit points in Roll20 versus in um, in D&D Beyond because 40 items in the initiative order is a bit crazy, especially when you try and win different pairings and things like that. Because even though you can pair them on D&D Beyond for uh, organization, once you do the roll initiative, all the parent, all the grouping goes away. So it's very frustrating. Well, I think you did a great job organizing all yeah. of those baddies. That was that was a lot of bad guys. I would have been totally overwhelmed and lost. This quickle <laughs> wants to know how many monitors you're running. Let's give a all the monitors. Um, <laughs> I didn't send that picture. I have a 32-inch TV that I'm running OBS on, and so that's how that's what I. That, when you see me looking, that's typically where my eyes are looking at is the big 32-inch TV. Uh, next to that is a 27-inch older TV that has some additional things like the Zoom call, the audio mixer, and Sirenscape. Then I have a 20, a 27-inch widescreen monitor off of another computer which has my notes dnd beyond trillo and then a new addition is i have a uh 27 inch uh tv plugged in as a monitor that just has roll 20 so when you're seeing the roll 20 map that is a its own dedicated monitor prior to that it would be half of my panoramic monitor would be what i'm what i would be trying to run roll 20 on so i'd be very careful about okay Clicking on which thing to flip through, otherwise I'll end up, you know, showing too much. 
So how many inches is that all together? <laughs> Not enough. Too many. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Still no, I got to be so careful here. The joke that I have is just not PG. PG, Shad. Yes, family friendly. Yes. But uh, yeah, I would. Nothing. Yeah, the idea was to have two of these big panoramic uh, monitors, um, but I only got one right now. I have to get another one. Want to get another one later? And I always like the idea of having a dual. Because I originally set these TVs up to be like uh, his and her gaming area for console, but never got into that. So now I just have them and they've been using like the two TVs, the 27 or the 32 and the and the, the 27. They're both plugged into one computer, which runs the stream. And then the other TV and monitor are plugged into a separate computer that I'm running all this stuff off of. So two computers, four monitors. All the fun. What it takes to stream a D and D show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for all of that. <laughs> I get to the point. I actually have a virtual. I can actually have a physical mix, virtual, virtual and physical uh, terrain. Then I'll probably have an additional monitor to play off of. Fun. Seeing how that might go, but you know, that's when I can take that big uh, twenty-four by twenty-four building right off to my left. And convert that into a proper uh, studio and crafting area. Cool. Um, That'll be nice. Look forward to Bus business goals, you know. <laughs> Hashtag business goals. Yeah, I have a I have a two two car standalone garage that has its own power meter and all of that rigged up right next to me, and it's been one of those things I'd like to enclose it, temperature control it, and just set it up as a studio. That's awesome. One day. Right, welcome. Uh, Sunday mornings, Sunday with Scoob is a good spot to answer more of those kinds of questions um, and uh, just kind of talk about whatnot. I have that new mini cam I tested on the podcast, so I might paint some minis as we do our morning uh, ch chitty chat before we dive into um, Warhammer or, or Boulder's Gate. Sorry, we're going to dive into Warhammer and then go into Boulder's Gate because I'm still working on Warhammer minis. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> So many things, so much fun. <laughs> a good problem to have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about when I run out of minis, but that might be a few weeks, depending on how in, how how much I dive into the painting. But you know, either way, Just it's almost on. two o'clock. Yes. Everybody's got stuff to do because it's Saturday. In some areas, it's a, it's bright and sunny. Other areas do yeah. some random druid craft and wild magic shenanigans. Raining. It's raining. I don't know how. I don't know why, but eh, life, you know, what can you do? So with that, everybody have a good afternoon and a we will hopefully see you tonight for John's Accepted. Thank you again for the cast for taking their Saturday mornings to hang out and play some D&D. &D. And uh, we will and see you on our next stream. Bye, everybody. Bye.